I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a looking for another load. Well, it's a family tradition, any Rocky Mountain day. Our fathers before us showed us the way. We work for asphalt cowboys and concrete kings. But that's never been a problem, cause we got diesel in our veins. We've got diesel in our veins. What's up, JFW family? Welcome back to the Channel 23 podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to reach out and touch the fleet, to engage and inform everyone with all things JFW. Welcome back, Brother Jim, Brother Dave. Super Dave, and we have Dustin Romero Jr., the human beatbox in the house. (laughs) (laughs) Morning, everybody. Hi, everyone. Good morning. We'll get to the beatboxing later. Dustin, you are a patriot. You want to kick us off with the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right. Just want to say our trucker's prayer. Father God, we thank you for the opportunity to go out and do some trucking today. We pray for the safety of our fleet, all of their families, and all the other families and individuals we come across on the road today. We pray for patience and the making of good, safe decisions. We pray to be accident-free and that we all make it back to the comfort of our homes this evening. We pray for healing and 100% recovery. For all of our family members that are ill, and we pray that we find Amber's mom. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. As a disclaimer, or as a reminder, the, the opinions you hear on this podcast are just the opinions of the men in this room, not JFW. Last week when we were when I was coming back home from Tucson, we listened to uh, Scooby's episode, uh-huh. and we just got on the highway on 10, headed north, and lot of truck traffic well there's a lot of truck traffic everywhere but you know the major highways like that and you just started to read your prayer and we're going by a couple of trucks working in and out and i'm like that's a good day i hope they hope they're all safe today It it was perfect timing that's awesome i like that episode 76 took a little dip we had 505 downloads we are at 31,341 total downloads and we were holding steady at 187 followers we did pick up Jamaica, though, and that's due to uh, Rick Ray being on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> it's good that they listen when they're out of the country. I think that's cool. Absolutely. Dustin, did you know I was a mechanic oh, before yeah. in my previous life? Yep. And uh, I developed an addiction to brake fluid, and there was an intervention, but I told them I could stop anytime. time. <laughs> <laughs> Ba-da-ba. <laughs> the joke is out there. Right? It's time for the dad joke challenge. Come on. <clears throat> Any, anybody right? to go I'm jumping in. I'm Do jumping it. in. Do it. Why did the banana visit the doctor? I don't know. Because it wasn't peeling well. Oh, <laughs> that's a cute one. I went a little more than a dad joke because we're talking about motorcycles this time of year. I've heard Rick get on there, and I think uh, Ray Ray's you know warned everybody about motorcycles, nice weather and stuff. So I got a quick motorcycle joke. So 
A little 10-year-old girl was walking home alone from school one day when a big man on a black motorcycle pulls up beside her. After following along for a while, turns to her and asks, Hey there, little girl, do you want to go for a ride? No, says the little girl as she keeps on walking. The motorcyclist again pulls up beside her and asks, Hey, little girl, I will give you $10 if you hop on the back. No, says the little girl again as she hurries down the street. The motorcycle pulls up beside the little girl and says again, Okay, kid, last offer. I'll give you 20 bucks and a big bag of candy if you just hop on the back of my bike and we'll go for a ride. Finally, the little girl stops, turns at him and screams out, Look, Dad, you're the one that bought the Honda instead of a Harley. You ride it. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, that's, funny. that's a good one. Soup? You know, you kind of segued me talking about motorcycles, but did you guys hear about that motorcycle wreck out on I-70 yesterday? No. Uh-uh. Yeah, the rider had his whole left side cut off. Did you hear about that? No. Yeah, he's all right now. <laughs> wow. Wow. Got a boy. I love it. It's oh, right Dustin, now. the pressure is on you right now. <laughs> okay. What has five toes and isn't your foot? Ah, man. Five toes and isn't your foot. I don't know. My foot. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. I think Dustin wins. Yeah. Yeah, you won the challenge. Absolutely. I do want to point out, this is the first time we've had uh, relatives on the podcast, father and son. Different episodes, but we've had Dustin Sr. and now Dustin Jr., so that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Dustin, you actually approached me and said, hey, what do I need to do to come on the podcast? And we just made it happen. But what made you interested of even coming on today? I don't know. I always listen, and it it just seemed cool just to come on and talk to you guys. Yeah, uh, yeah. nice. That's but true. It is cool. We're cool. <laughs> what do you need to do? Run it on about an hour and a half sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, you got off your night yeah. shift. Yeah. Yeah. Come in at yes. seven. <laughs> yep. Dustin does work the night shift, and here he is, seven a.m. doing the Channel Twenty Three podcast. New employees. We got Jorge Hernandez. Chuck Slayton and Soup. What was the guy's name that started today? Uh, Eric Davenport. Eric Davenport. Yeah. Welcome, you guys. And he's uh, Taquito's friend. He is. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. Good dude. Nice. Well, welcome on board, everybody. Celebrations, man. Dustin Romero Jr. and Stephen Jackson had their one-year anniversaries yesterday. So, happy anniversary, guys. Dustin. This may be a little bit off because you walked in a wash bay before you were a mechanic, and I think this date is the day you started turning wrenches here. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. Yeah, full pay. Dustin's been here a lot longer than one year. Yeah. How long were you in the wash bay, Dustin? You remember? Just, I think it was like three months, hmm? just for the summer. Yeah. Three months, and he came back as a mechanic. So, yeah. good deal. No birthdays for our employees this week, but we do have some. Family birthday celebrations. My little buddy, Logan Gamage, his birthday was April 16th. And then Cruz Lisbeth, which is Edwin Garcia's fiance, her birthday's today. So happy birthday, Logan and Cruz Lisbeth. Yeah, happy, happy birthday. Shout outs, George Quintana. He wanted to give a shout out to JR and Scooby for being awesome. I guess they help him out quite a bit. 
Ron Bueller, I love this shout-out. He wants to give a shout-out to Edwin. He said, Edwin0095 just called to thank me for working nights for JFW. This stands out because we don't really talk much. Not since I handed over 0095. Great kid, man. Chili Dog is right about him. So That is yeah. a good shout-out. It is. It, it is. is. Out of nowhere. <clears throat> Definitely a warm fuzzy. I consider uh, Edwin... If I said Edwin, I meant Edwin. I consider him a man, not a kid. But. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about Edwin. Edwin. Yeah. Yeah, gotcha. Oh, gotcha. gotcha. Yeah, I yeah. took it as Edwin also. Yeah, yeah. Edwin took 0095. Gotcha. So, but yeah, that's pretty cool. He just listened to the podcast, knew that Ron was covering nights, and wanted to recognize that. I yeah. think that's awesome. That's what does awesome. Chili Dog say? Chili Dog loves Edwin. I think if he wasn't married, they'd be dating. So. <laughs> Us and the dispatch team wanted to uh, thank the drivers who jumped into the vocal division last week, uh, including including Coleman, Dylan, and Bree, and of course all the normal vocal drivers. But those guys jumped in there and helped out. So thank you. Yeah, thanks and everybody. I want to give a shout out to Tim Garcia. Troy was headed out of town, but had a problem with 0077. Tim Garcia gave up his truck and took Troy's truck, so Troy could go out of town and Tim could deal with Troy's broken truck. So thank you, Tim. Yeah, very cool. Team, Thanks, team Tim. player. <laughs> yep. yeah. See, all this is about teamwork, isn't it? Every yeah. one of these shout-outs so far. Yep. yep. Rio Grande wanted to give Chris Beam a shout-out. He's an A1 driver. He got it backed into a pretty tight spot, and uh, they just appreciated him to being a professional. They, they called? They Obviously. called Linda. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. Or emailed. Was yeah, that we, delivering to the downtown terminal? That mm-hmm. That is a tight yard right yeah, there, buddy, you, I'll tell you. When you stand out like that. I could be wrong. I know we've been doing a lot uh, <clears throat> to the Western Slope, to their yard up there in... Uh, God, Wolcott. That? Yes, thank you, Dave. Mm-hmm. Wolcott. I don't know if that's the one. I just... I think we've been doing more up there than local here, but I, I, that's just my assumption. Yeah. Either way, nice job, Chris. Yeah. Armando <laughs> Delval, he wanted to give a shout-out for Johnny B for always helping, even if it means putting aside what he's doing to take care of Armando. Armando will call him, never been to a place, hey, can you help me get in here? Johnny didn't know off the top of his head, so he was like, hang on, let me pull over and pull up. My, my map so I could look and get a satellite image and get you in there the right way. So Wow. Pretty that's that's some good training right there. Yeah, right. Yeah. Not in a rush. Just give me a minute, I'll pull over the whole bit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Jim, I threw Holly White in here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for taking the shopping cart game to the next level and also her golf game. Yeah, yeah. So like I mentioned you guys, we were on uh, vacation last week and got to go down to Tucson and stuff and Played golf a couple times, and the, and the last time we played, man, Holly whooped me bad. Man. <laughs> she was she was on the game. It was it was awesome to see her play that well. And then the other thing, I you know I joked but, with but on the golf game when she wins, you win, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> there was like, yep, yep. She's that's, happy. I'm happy. Right? That's my life. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, but I was I was telling you guys that you know now. And she's really become an avid listener to the the podcast. She just listens to it at her work at her desk because she's got time doing paperwork stuff. And uh, so we talk about the the baskets and stuff. And you guys know how many times I bring it up. So now we go to a store someplace, 
and she'll hunt down a basket <laughs> to put away in the parking lot. But oh, if I'm funny. with her, now we're hunting down two baskets wow. to put back. And she'll like, like there might be one close, but if there's two over there, we both have to go put a basket back. So she has taken it to the next level. She's nice. teaching, teaching me new things. Nice. Right? How do you guys have time to just go? Buggy hunting all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we shop quite a bit. Holly likes to shop, which is nice. the bargain shopper is what she is. That's the that's the good thing. So always she, putting a basket. Does back. she get deals on things you don't need? Sometimes, you know, that happens, right? <laughs> Man, right? this is a great deal. You never know when you'll not, need it. <laughs> not, not if we don't need it. <laughs> right? <laughs> but it's fifty percent off. Yeah, fifty percent more than I wanted to spend. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Wes Murphy, he wants to give a shout-out to Billy Rothfuss for having an airline on his truck and filling a low tire for him. So talk about preparedness. Guy's got his own airline. I know a couple guys do that, but Billy, when he first started, he he told me he wanted to do that. He wanted something else that, uh, oh, he wanted uh, he wanted to make a pigtail because he noticed when we have problems with tarps, we're pulling up next to each other and, and buddying up to. Oh, yeah to run tarps and he's like why don't we just have a long pigtail to do that so we're not getting so close but we didn't hook him up so gotcha and then let's see Bree she wants to give a shout out to Oss aka Canelo for the way he handled himself when she called him and let him know that she made a mistake so she was kind of doing something not on point yesterday but she called to let him know and Oz didn't like yell at her or anything like that so that's good that is awesome yeah Yeah, just working together we're all here for each other and when you recognize you mess up and you say something about it it's easily fixed usually mess up your mess up it's not the end of the world yeah Yeah. Yeah. and you know Bree. i mean she's just been outstanding since she's been here i wouldn't expect anything less from her because that's just you can tell that's who she is you know right right yeah you know what's amazing out of all of this and dave you mentioned it halfway through but it's teamwork and last night I mentioned to Jim two nights ago, or, you know, I've mentioned on here that my son's going to go swim at Purdue, and their head coach has been their head coach for 37 years, and he just announced his retirement. Yeah. So we've been kind of in limbo about who they're going to announce for their next head coach. Well, they did, they announced who recruited Sam, their recruiter. He's worked for the team for, I think, eight years now, and uh, went to college there, swam for the head coach. But here's an amazing stat I found. You know, not only that head coach being the head coach for 37 years, but this is just the fourth head coach since 1937 wow. that Holy Purdue cow. has had. Wow. They so when you get this job, it's a commitment. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I guess that's what's cool about about that i i, I should have went back and prepared a little better but the whole they had a whole facebook page about it and you know they talked they did interviews with all the swimmers because this coach had recruited them just like he recruited sam and he was like our team they're here to love and support one another that's what this team is about mm-hmm. not their coach you know wow. he said i i can teach him how to swim better but that team is here to love and support each other wow. that's their job we're a family that's some good culture right? right there right i like it yeah yeah if there's not a lot of change what is the culture you know right. must be must be pretty good must yeah. be pretty good you have to think about that and you know that that stems because that's always a class leaving that's a new group of of people coming in and a new uh, people you know that's been there four or five years going so that culture is there right doesn't matter who comes and goes that culture is there and they have that as their base and it continues 
right? Otherwise, I think that turnover would be a lot greater. Ah, you just made me think of something, and I guess it's not super positive, but did you know Purdue had a school shooting? Uh, yeah, a year ago, Jim. Was yeah. it just a year ago? Yeah. Yeah, just with the latest school shooting, uh, there's this Facebook post going around with every single school that's had a school shooting. And I'm like, I mean, the list is so long. Yeah. You know, and I'm just like, there's Sad, no way. So I started looking up a few, and I'm like, Purdue, nah, Purdue don't have one. And then I looked it up, and sure enough, you know, it, it was in a parking lot, I think, or. Uh, if well, if I'm not mistaken, it was between. I know it was two roommates. I uh, thought it actually happened in their dorm between uh, those two. Wow. Gotcha. So it was. It I never jumped into the details, Jam, because it was a one-off for me. It wasn't right. some mass shooting, right? You know what I mean? It was. Yeah. It almost seemed like an altercation or something right. that, that went south. Into, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Not to dismiss it by any means, but it wasn't an active shooter, right? Like, like it wasn't. Yes. Like when we hear a school shooting, we think of somebody just. Taking Kill out fifty kids, kids yeah. Right. Gotcha. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, not not to come back to that, Dave. But was it four people since nineteen thirty six? Yeah, four coaches since thirty seven. Thirty seven. Nineteen thirty seven. I took it at thirty six, so that's twenty one point seven five years average. Average. Wow. Yeah. I mean, the last co- the last coach was thirty seven years. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so wow. it, it moves that, but yeah. I mean. If you just did, it's 21 years, each one of them on the job, you know, that's, that is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that 37 years that he had is actually longer than that because he went to Purdue and he swam for Purdue. Mm. So it it was actually like 42 years being involved with the team. Mm. Yeah. So it's awesome. Great. It's awesome. Yeah. Hey, before we get too far, Jam, I know you usually ask, but I want to, because I switched to the next page, but the teamwork and everything. On uh, George Quintana's first one for Jr. and Scooby, mm-hmm. I wanted to thank them also. You know, teamwork. They both covered the weeks I was gone, and that's mm-hmm. that's cool. Sometimes it's you know nerve wracking to sit here and and do the podcast and stuff where you don't know what to expect. So, right. But those guys jumped in here and, and had my back, so I appreciate that. Both of those yeah, guys. they did a good job too. Yep. Uh, let's see. I got two more, and then we'll see if you guys got some Juan Morales. He hit me up this morning and said, good morning, Jam. I want to give a shout-out to Ed Weed in 0095 and Aladdin 0096 for helping me out with my preloads from Coors. It's cool that they take the time to make me a drawing of where everything is at, like the scale and where to dump the load. So there you go. Some more teamwork. Ed Weed's name's popping up again along with Aladdin. So they got a nice little thing going on over there. Nice. Yep, very cool. Nice. Good. On that line, I know a couple of guys called and asked Linda for addresses to like, I don't know, I'm making it up here. Fair Play, I think, was one of them the other morning and stuff like that. And Super Dave brought it up, and I know that you were just talking about Coors, but we do have books available for all that. The pit lists, we try to keep those updated. They have turn-by-turn directions. Yeah, they're not only available, you're given one when you're (laughs) (laughs) I'm And more are available, right? (laughs) Right. But also Coors, we don't give a Coors book to everybody. But I mean, if you... You know, if your truck ends up preloaded once in a while or stuff like that, stop by here if you're at that at the other yard of this and get a Coors yeah. book. Or if you're I mean, in a different truck or yeah, whatever, yeah. there's satellite pictures. Yeah. I mean, that the book should be a little. You're part of your gear. Yeah. You know, you grab your lunch and your backpack. Those books should be with you. Yep. And Juan just asked to to get trained up on Coors, so he'll get a book. Nice, sure. cool. So, cool. my last shout out, Bob Martian. He hit me up this morning. 
Want to give a shout out to the wash crew at Yard 23. They did a great job on the truck and a spectacular job on the trailer. It looks shiny and almost brand spanking new. Thank you guys for washing trucks at Yard 23. Nice. So, yeah, glad yep. the weather has been better where we could get over there and do yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Scooby got all the lights set up, so we should be yep. we should be going and blowing it over there now. I was over there yesterday morning. It was like a baseball field lit up. You know what I mean? <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Yeah, awesome. very cool. You guys I, got any shout-out? I do. I have one for Jesus Varela that drives 0017, the tandem. Nice. I had him on a job last week, and it was a, a spread job. And, you know, you don't run into those hardly much anymore. So it was it was pretty interesting. He had some, some ways he's been doing it, and I gave him some tips and tricks, and Man, I think he covered how, – how long is that road, you think, Jim? 300 feet? Think oh, yeah. I think oh. it's a football field long? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Well, he put – If not a little longer. But. He put about two inches of gravel on it from one end to the other. So oh, nice. I, I had to do very little shoveling at the at the beginning and at the end. I didn't even have to bring the blade down. So it was, wow. it was awesome, man. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, way to go. Yeah, I hooked him up. He, he didn't know – he didn't think the bed would raise when the truck was in gear mm. because he was sitting still which disables it stops the transmission from spinning versus when you're in neutral and he was like brother dave this isn't going to go up and i'm like trust me it will go up let's go you start rolling and pop your gate i'll tell you to pop your gate let's go and it was kind of funny i was watching him in the mirror and i was like all right raise it up a little more raise it up a little more and he just had that he didn't have doubt in his eyes but he just had that look like this isn't going to work you know what i mean and he hit that up button and that bed went up and he was like <laughs> he saw his expression like it worked. <laughs> it's cool. That's cool. Man. Good job, Jesus. Nice. Appreciate you showing up up there and doing such a good job, man. You made us look good. He does a great job. He does. Definitely the right guy in the, in the right seat on yeah. the bus. You know? Yeah. So. Such a positive attitude, too. Oh, yeah. And then Rocco, his little boss in Terrier, he's, he's cool, too. Yeah. I, I didn't even see him, Jam. If he was with him that day, I'd be surprised because I didn't. I mean, he, might, he was in and out of the truck. and He might have left him home. He, he doesn't take him. Because the other day I asked him, hey, where's Rock on his economy? Maybe it was that day. Huh. Didn't have him. Yeah. Interesting. Could be. Any other shout-outs, guys? Yeah, I was just going to rem- uh, mention, I remember spreading all the time with the trailers, huh, Dave? <laughs> right? <laughs> I remember spreading your driveway. That was longer than 300 feet. <laughs> it, it, it was, Dave. Uh, I'm just joking because we don't spread with trailers. That's right. my that's my joke there. Gotcha. Dustin, you got any shout-outs for maybe some of your shop guys? Yeah, I want to shout-out, well, the night crew, I guess. Uh I can, I don't know, we just, we really, like, bust our butt every night mm-hmm. and just get everything done in, like, I don't want to say a short period of time, but I think we get a lot done for the hours we have. Sure. And I don't know, it's just crazy sometimes, like, how much we get done. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it's kind of cool, though. Yeah, you guys. It amazes me because <laughs> yeah. we come in in the morning, Dustin, and it's all done. It's magic, you know. And you see the list. My yep. gosh, sometimes the list is more than a page. Yeah, it's and overwhelming. You, you guys do rock, buddy. Yeah, and you have a limited amount of time. Right, yeah. you got to be done when the trucks get in. And if there's violations or you know safety violations or DOT, you know items that need to be fixed. I mean, they got to be done. Mm-hmm. So the night crew. Super Dave always says in the meetings, the day crew, they do kind of like the bigger jobs where the truck's going to be down for a few days. 
But the night crew, they fix all the stuff that broke during the day, and they're the ones that keep the fleet rolling. So you guys are super valued. Yeah, and that I don't think the average person, unless they've done that job, can appreciate it. Hmm. You know, if you haven't experienced it, you don't know what you don't know. You know what I mean? And it's it. I'm with you, Dustin. It's it's pretty impressive what you guys get done. You know, being there in that seat before and that just it is it is cool. It's a very satisfying feeling. Uh-huh. When you can sit down and appreciate the fact that, hey, we fixed everything, so all these trucks rolled out of the yard the next morning. <laughs> no, no. You, you have to, in, right. in your position, you have to understand that. You know, and we also have a lot of people that on the other side don't get that, right? Yeah. They're just like, I don't need to finish this tonight. You know, <laughs> right. We can finish it tomorrow. And, you know, luckily that's been a, a, a caption we've covered that, no, it needs to go, right? right? We have work. It needs to work. So. Yeah, that's been a win-win. That's it's cool you see that. What a se- what a sense of accomplishment. We fixed everything tonight, and then you come back the next day, and it's all broken again. <laughs> <laughs> you get, yeah. Put it on repeat. A yeah. whole new page. Yeah. Yeah. Right yeah. up desk. Yeah, how does that go? Uh, rinse, wash, repeat? Or <laughs> right. Wash, rinse, repeat, <laughs> yeah. however that goes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think we miss a part of that, too, and you guys have all said it. It's the repair but they're also keeping up on all the maintenance. Right. Yeah. So the oil changes, yep. you know, the rotation the grease, of tires, yep. greasing, Breaks. all that. So it's it's twofold, and our and our maintenance is is outstanding. I yeah. mean, we don't have any of the problems we had years ago because it's, it's getting done. So it's right. it's you know especially yeah. when you look that you have to fix that, but you're also repair or maintaining it. Yeah, and I mean, our day crew is awesome as well, but the trucks that are here, I mean, they either break down during the day and it's kind of like a, you know, a, a pit, you yeah. know, pit crew repair, yeah. Yeah. or the truck's down, Yeah, you know, but yeah. the fleet's gone all during the day. All the problems that occur, okay, write it up, write it up tonight when you get in, write it up tonight when you get in, yeah. write it up tonight when you get in. Well, these are the guys that deal with it, so yeah, very good shout out. Anybody else? <clears throat> Dave, you got a shout out for Don, Don didn't, Keller. Yeah, didn't you talk to him yesterday or the I day did. before? Yeah, How's a he couple doing? Times he's doing really well. Um, his back surgery was really um, big. It was seven hours on the table, and they thought it would just be maybe an hour and a half. Wow! Um, but they found a lot in there. It's kind of funny, you know. You never know what you're going to find until you go in somewhere. And uh, they found a lot more damage, I guess, when they went in. And uh, he's doing great. He said it's the first time he he injured his back in 2009. And so he's been living with back pain for quite a while. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he, you remember he took some time off last year to do physical therapy and right. try to mitigate the pain that way. Didn't work. But he said, Dave, this is the first time in all these years I don't have pain. Right. So um, he's he painkillers. <laughs> no, he, in fact, uh, with that topic we talked about, he's like, I got home and he goes, I just can't take those things. They just, you know, they, you know how they make you feel completely <laughs> yeah, you get- <laughs> out of, out of your normal mindset and everything. Anyway, he's off his painkillers and he's walking around and um, doing really well. I love those killers, man. <laughs> I don't yeah, like the couple of surgeries I've had, you either get so constipated or the one I can't remember, tramadol or whatever, gives me like the restless leg syndrome the uh, next day or the day when you 
you get off of it or quit. And it yeah. Just, yeah. They're just, they have so many side effects yeah. that are just. Yeah. To me, yeah. the Percocets and the Vicodins, they just make you itchy. So you, you look like you're a tweaker, you know what I mean? You're like, <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather feel the pain. <laughs> they, when I had my stomach surgery, they sent me home with so much, you know, a giant bottle, and I didn't take one. Yeah. I, the hell with that. Yeah, I had a pretty big uh, throat surgery when I was a kid, so let's go back to like uh, 90, 1993 maybe. And uh, I had my surgery at West Point, you know, the Army Hospital, because I was in the Coast Guard at the time. And they sent me home with 90, 90, 90 Vicodins. <laughs> I mean, that's before, like, everybody was yeah. addicted to them. I never knew what a painkiller was. You know what I mean? So I went down to Florida to recover, and I was in pain. And my mom was like, why don't you take some of those pills they gave you? I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, I just don't want to take a pill. Then I took some, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a refill? <laughs> They are super addictive, let's just say that. I I went from taking like one to like taking four at a time because your tolerance builds up pretty quick too. And I would just, you know, take them and watch a movie and like remember like that was a good movie, but I didn't remember what it was about, you know? Like Jim said, it's just amazing how that stuff constipates you though too. You know, I mean, two or three days pretty soon you're like, "Uh, I think there's a problem here. (laughs) (laughs) Funny. All right, moving on to some more positive, non-addicting <laughs> subjects. <laughs> Constipated subjects. <laughs> yeah. So uh, big news, Jim. Actually, you want to take this one because you had some input on it? Yeah, we just, I, I'd like to dwell on, you know, the next little bit here because of how important it is and go over the different aspects. But um, yesterday we did uh, find out, and we're hauling it today, we did pick up with partnership with Brandon, uh, we're working for Brandon, but with our haul prices and, and our reputation, we're able to pick up Burnco as a new customer down at their south plant, which is uh, Titan in Santa Fe, really close to plant 13. So we'll be coming out of Fair Play to uh, Titan and Santa Fe every day. Um, basically, it'll double the amount that we're pulling out of Fair Play right now. So we'll have the loads going to plant 13, and then we'll have the plant going down to Burnco. And uh, it's just impressive. You know, we met with several people, Dave and Linda did, from Burnco. Uh, one of them is Bob Hahn, which is a, which an old friend of ours from the, the Ready Mix days. Uh, and everybody is still, we get these jobs because they're impressed with our equipment. They're impressed with our people. They're incre- impressed with, you know, our dispatch, you know. And, and, you know, Dustin, you were just mentioning the night crew. It does take all of us as as a team and and we're winning you guys i guess i guess it 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 seems nice when people come in and go hey yeah they mentioned that you guys were the hauler and i said yes you know it's not like you know we need they know the pricing is there they know all that but it's it's a combination of everything together our our safety our dispatch you know the the mechanics how we handle a breakdown how we handle a load and you know right off the bat they ordered 18 loads today out of fair play Nice. You know, that's, that's, that's busy. Yeah, that's busy, you know? And then, uh, it started Monday, Dave, CMEX start Monday or last week, uh, last, last, last Friday, last Friday. Thursday, Friday, yep. Friday. Yep. Yeah. Thursday. But anyway, yeah, guys, Friday. yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're back hauling CMEX. We hauled it during the winter here. They had some maintenance issues that they need to do. So, you know, there's five trucks. Um, they have some traffic stuff going on. So they're going to try to limit the us hauling in there to five trucks a day, just so the traffic's not heavy. Cause 
Uh, Boulder and Lyons is trying to stop truck traffic on Highway 36, right? It's a highway. I'm going with industry. They're trying yeah. to stop industry. Yeah, trying to stop industry. <laughs> so whole political thing there. Not but in my backyard. I guess I want to I want to beat it back and forth here, or, or or banter back and forth that you know we have to drive it home that when we show up at Burnco today. You know, we have Ken down there, I think. Didn't Ken go down there yep. to to see all the guys and meet their batch man and look for safety issues and help the guys out? And then, you know, the guys we sent down there today, they're representatives, representatives of JFW and what that means and just how important it is that we, we keep doing the job we're doing. And it's difficult to stay at that bar, but it's a must because it, it leads to things like this. Right. You know, when, when Bob was in here yesterday... He talked about hauling. We, we haven't hauled a day for him. And he talked about hauling other locations because he knows it's just us. Mm. You know, and that's just, you know, that for all these years that we fought, you know, to build the business and stuff, to hear right. stuff like that just, it makes everything worth it. And, yeah. and, you, and I'm trying to express that it takes all of you guys, you, everybody here has made it worth that. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and that's the thing. I don't know if these are your words or Jam's words, Jim, but this is what everyone's hard work brings us. Yes. When we do things the right way, this is what it leads to. Those are Jim's words. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I, I, I don't know how to express that more. I guess that's the reason yeah. I wanted to uh, talk about it a lot. Same same at CMEX. I mean, they, they called us how many times, Dave, and they, they spoke to me. Do you have and, side dumps? Yeah, do you have side dumps? Do you no. have belly dumps? No. no. Do you have side dumps? <laughs> no. We have end dumps. No. Do you yeah. have side dumps? Yes. <laughs> and then they called Dave and have the same discussion. <laughs> and Dave's like, no, we're an end dump company. Okay, end dumps will work. <laughs> but we don't like them because they tip over. You know, and then and then we go down. We have you know the safety guys there. We have our drivers there. You know how we're dumping the whole bit, and and they let us know that you know no matter what we would be the only end dump company that ever used, huh. only one because of our how we handle ourselves, how we dump, how we how we do everything. You know the liners and the trailers, the equipment and all that kind of stuff. And again, I, I guess I just it's amazing where we're at and 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 what we're doing, but we have to keep that bar. Coming out of fair play, I just talked about doubling the loads. Okay, right. so now we've doubled our chances for an accident, for upsetting the public, mm-hmm. for you know doing whatever, and and we have to be on our A game, you know, strapped in, ready to go every day. Yeah, that's what the JFWA is because we'll, we'll have guys come from other end dump companies, and then we got to re- you know they think they know. And they do. They know how to dump a load, but they need to learn our way, and our way is our way for a reason. And it just feels good to come off this long, hard winter where we've been telling these newer guys, like, just just wait. The, 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 just wait. It's going to get busy. Just wait. Just wait. Well, when's it going to get busy? Well, it should be busy now, but just, just, <laughs> just wait, you know? And yeah. now all of a sudden, it's like we just got busy, t- yeah. like, Today we're busy. Yeah, you know what I mean? and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Dave. Burnco is a three-year contract. I yes. think that's what they're looking for. So that's more winter work. You know, yeah. we'll slow down in the winter, like like yeah. always. But that's another customer that's going to run all winter. Right. We ran CMEX most of the winter yep. last year. So there, there's there's such good things. And I and I wanted to mention, you know, I don't know if I was going to try to trick you guys or or <laughs> ask you guys, but in most businesses, you know, when you go in and stuff, there's the 
they have a team of what I guess, and I'm not. I don't know if I'm I'm phrasing that, but you think of what most companies have when they when they have a product and they have something. What do they have usually? Team of salespeople. Exactly, you guys. <laughs> salespeople. We d- does anybody know that we don't have any salespeople here? I don't know if anybody realizes that we don't have a salesperson. Do, right. do they we know? know? But we have a hundred and fifty of them, right, exactly. Jim? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's my point. We don't need a salesman when we have you people. We you have one hundred and two salesmen on the road every day. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they're yeah. they're the ones promoting our project product or condemning it. Yeah. One of the two, and it depends on them how they treat that customer. <clears throat> How they treat the four wheeler next to them, who's an external customer, mm-hmm. you know how they how they act on that job site, how they act in that pit, yeah, yep. everything is based on on those hundred and two trucks on the road. You know, if you go out and you're you're an athlete, right? And Jim, Dave, you both have athletes with, with you know Erica and, and Sam, but let's just say you go out and you win the gold medal, right? And then you're going to continue to compete tomorrow. Don't you think somebody's going to be right on your heels wanting that gold medal tomorrow? Yeah. yeah. And that's what that's what, you know, business is like. And you cannot be complacent. You got to keep raising that bar. You got to keep trying harder. Because yeah. otherwise somebody's going to go come in and take that gold medal from you. Yeah. Yeah, and it's and I guess too when as we're talking about this cuz I go over so much of the stuff is it's every little piece that people don't realize means something. And, and when I got back from vacation, we, we came in late um, Thursday, and so we were coming down Highway 85, and we had two rock trailers, both of them empty, and one of the, one of the trucks was in the slow lane, other truck was in the fast lane on Highway, Highway 85, followed them, let me see, I got on at 124th, all the way down to 76, and the one rock trailer stayed in the fast lane the whole way. Mm. Empty. Bad look. And I'm just like... Man, I just that that just and, and the the guy that he was I don't know if they were running together, but our other truck that was in the slow lane gave him plenty of room to get over. Easily could have got over, wasn't wasn't up on traffic or nothing. And then and then my whole thing about being empty. I mean that truck's a sports car, empty, right? right. And I just like, oh, that sucks. That sucks, you know. And I walk in the office here and. I think I think Jam, you might have been here, but I know Jr. sitting there, and Oswaldo and and Linda, everybody. And I, I walk in the front door, and I go, "Hi, missed y'all, love y'all, but I gotta get back to work. Who's in this truck? Who's in this truck? Yeah. Because it wasn't a representation. But that guy that was in the fast lane, if he's holding up, I don't know, a plant manager, uh, 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 a guy from Burn Co., right. a guy from Cmex. Uh, off-duty police officer, an off a state patrolman. Yep. Yeah, you don't realize what every one of your actions brings to the next step. Mm-hmm. And w- you mentioned it, Jam. We ask you to dump a certain way, whether you've got tons of tons that pun there <laughs> of experience dumping an in dump. This is the best way to do it, and I can say that we've we're proving this now mm-hmm. because we've been doing it so long. This is a better way. Not that there's not a better way that might come along. Right. Not that somebody might have an idea because we love to learn and be better. But this is working. Mm-hmm. And as we, you know, going out the driveway and you don't, you know, you bash the curb or you bash in and out of the plants or you don't realize your speed, that's because that's an image of of what creates a whole world of JFW. Yep. Absolutely. I don't, I don't know what else to say, guys. Yeah. I guess I, I'm excited and 
and and mad about the truck being in the fast lane all at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> I've said it before. The hardest part of doing good is doing it every day. So yeah, we went out and we, if we go out and win the Super Bowl today, great. But we got to do it again tomorrow. Right. We got to. You know, nobody's perfect, but. The foreseeable problems of a truck being in the left lane and not moving over. You know that's not the way we do things. We say it over and over and over again. Unless you don't listen to the podcast, unless you don't pay attention to, you know, pay comm announcements, you know we don't stay in the left lane. Yeah. yeah you know, so not. we just got to do it right every day. Yeah, and, so. and you're not losing an hour. You're not losing half an hour. You're not, not losing, losing anything. Yeah, you're not losing anything. You know, the big picture is when we do it right, we gain. We just gain burn code. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's from doing it right and, and taking our time and doing it the right way. So, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you, you know, Super Dave, you've been here so many years. And, you, you know, people that go, oh, I liked it when it, the old days. The old days. Do you want to go back, Dave, to the old days? I mean, so the, we we had that conversation, Jim, and you're like, "Isn't it better nowadays?" And I'm like, "Way better." <laughs> right? We struggled, you know, the, for all those years. Wants to go back? I, yeah. I, haven't, I know we talk about that a lot, but I haven't heard anyone say that for quite some time. Yeah, that's true, Dave. I've heard that's it a little true. bit, and it's like, bro, you've worked here for two years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, but there's there's uh, some Dustin. What what is a seventy four? Your yeah. new, your new truck. You know, there's there's a coolness about that. A C C ten, right? Yeah. Do I have that? You know, that's a cool pickup. That huh. that's old school. That's cool. But doing things the way we used to do it, not the right way, the heavy right. way. Right. You know, rushing in and out of traffic, all that right. kind of stuff. You know, the power the trucks had, the jakes they had. We don't want to go back to that. Yeah. You know, and and that's that's the difference between old school. And new school yeah. is is you know being being better, you know? Dustin. So in the shop, you guys have a certain way of doing things, right? Yeah, it's pretty standard. Like I, I don't know about how you guys do it, but if somebody's gonna go, let's just say change change a set of tires, mm-hmm. you guys have a procedure and a way to do it. Oh yeah. And if it's not done that way, you guys are probably looking at each other like, why'd you do it that way? It doesn't work. Oh yeah. Can you speak? Can you elaborate on that a little bit? So how you were saying, like, we have a certain way of doing tires. Well, of course, you got to jack it up, but you never know the jack could fail or, like, go down or whatever. So you have to make sure you have the jack stands, make sure you're just safe while you're doing it. Mm -hmm. And usually John is watching, too, making sure we're all safe. Nice. Uh, But, yeah, that's really the main thing in the shop is just being safe because there's so many ways you can hurt yourself in there. So, Do you guys hold each other accountable? So if you saw somebody doing something unsafe, are you going to say something to them? Oh, yeah, I always do. We we all look out for each other and nice. make sure we're all being safe because yeah. there's too many ways we can hurt ourselves. Mm, no doubt. Yeah, when, when you say we have 102 representatives on the road every day, you know what it takes to get them on the road every day mm-hmm. behind the scenes mm-hmm. i mean it, it just takes all 150 employees every Absolutely. day to do this it know? is it is one big chain we talk yeah. about that all the time yeah. you know wash bay dispatch night shop day shop you know just just everything just coming to work <laughs> yeah. right every position is critical yeah it just is yeah. yeah and you you speak of that dustin and you know jam ask you if you hold yourselves accountable you know if if i in my position, I have to say something if I see something unsafe, right? I can't. I just can't let it go. That's that's our our family business, okay? But with you guys, you know, we have to instill some kind of incentive of the safeness that you're going to get hurt, right? Mm-hmm. That's the bottom line, no matter what. But you know, the other day, 
um, we were all talking, and I think it was a fairly new guy, but one of the older guys um, said something about slowing down. Mm-hmm. And the new guy got upset and was like, oh, you're basically something was said, mind your own business. Right. You know, you're sticking your nose in my you're being business. Being nosy. Yeah, being nosy. And the thing is, is, is whether you've been here, even if it's a, a new guy telling an, uh, an older guy to slow down, right. because that's not what we do, that, again, is not being in somebody's business. Yeah. That's, the, that's our way so that we can guarantee we're successful. Right. This is our business. Everything is our business. Yeah. But not just the leaders. It's, the, it's everybody's business because it affects everyone. Everyone. You know, so how do we keep, you know, pushing our culture to make people understand, like, this is our business. And right. sometimes it takes a little while. I know the individual we're talking about, and we've had some private conversations. I feel like he's a good person, you know, but he just comes from somewhere else, and he, he needs to learn our way. Yeah, yeah. When I bring stuff up like that, I'm, I'm trying not, I'm not dogging that person right. or anything like that. Bad person, good person, or anything. It's what it's the reason we're asking that is right. what I want them to see. Right. You know, the person that was in the fast lane, just staying in the fast lane. Does that probably affect that person? Probably not. <laughs> right. Okay. You know, in the, when you really dig down, but will it affect him in you know two years when we don't have any business and we can't buy new trucks or you know we can't have a great night crew that's fixing the trucks? That'll affect him. I just think it's doing it the right way. Yeah. Which, it wasn't being done the right way. You need yeah. to do things the right way. And that's, you know, we talk about that all the time. But I mean, to me, the analogy for that is you're sitting in church, you're listening to the sermon, and you're talking to your friend or your wife, and it's loud during the sermon, and the person in the row in front of you turns around and goes, shh, do you realize you're being loud and you be quiet? Or do you look at him and go, mind your own business? Yeah. Right? right? What would you do? Mind I your bet, own business. Amen. You, yeah, I bet you would be quiet and pay attention to the sermon and right? go, oh, man, I was wrong. Yeah. But we as truckers on that CB, we become a different person. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, when you're called yeah. out in real life, it's different than behind that imaginary, imaginary mic. Mm. I, I think that has a lot to do with it. You can almost hide a little bit where, you know, I think if you were in church, you'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. I, you know, sorry. And you'd be quiet again, right? Right. But I don't know. That's my analogy. I have a funny story about that, too. Yeah? Yeah. I I was in the Vatican in Rome. We were on vacation. And, uh, you know, it's like a... I don't know if you've ever done any of these tours, but you're literally following your tour guide, and they have a big flag up in the air. And there's like a whole busload of you, you know, like 50 of you. And so you're just following them around from this place to this place to this place. We went into the... um, the Sistine Chapel, right? And it's like 95 degrees outside. You're in T-shirt shorts. I had my ball cap on and cruised into the Sistine Chapel. And this lady turned around to me and she said, take your hat off. This is a holy place. And I freaked out. I was like, holy, she's right. You know, I'm in the freaking Sistine Chapel. Holy, shit. <laughs> <laughs> holy anyway. shit, I'm fucking sorry, man. No, that was not <laughs> So anyway, I took my hat off and so the, it was an old lady. She was probably like 90, you know, and you know, these little old ladies, they yeah. don't mix words. They don't have nope. to. They're 90. Nope. Yeah. And the, the lady's daughter turns around. She says, oh, I'm so sorry for my mother. And I was the one that felt sorry because she was 
Excuse me, she was right. She was right. It, you you bet. needed to do I it the my right, hat right way. Off. I was in the Sistine yeah. Chapel. I mean, <laughs> I disagree. I mean, wearing a hat in a holy place doesn't make that place unholy. You know, it should be okay. <laughs> so, but hey, I think, that's. I a, think it's more about the respect the, of the sh- older lady yeah, and what be- she thought the Sistine Chapel was, because it's the same as the respect I require for our trucks, Jim. Right, but you're saying what she thought. Yes, it, well, it's thought. the same thing for me. What do I think about our trucks? Well, it's your business, so. <laughs> so, <laughs> like you so get, right, you yeah. might not agree with me, right? No, I do. I do. <laughs> but I'm just saying, wearing a hat in a church doesn't make the church any less holy. Than, than what somebody thinks it was. Yeah. You know, well, Jesus doesn't think that that hat made it unholy. I can tell you the that. The thing much. is, though, that when you, before you go in, your tour guide says, all right, no cameras. Okay. No bags. You had no, to leave all your bags. No hats. No hats. Well, yeah. Then you didn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's like 50 people. You know, you sometimes you're literally 50 yards away in you the know? back of the bus. Right. Well, you're in this group, but then there's. I mean, it's amazing, Jam. There's like, I don't know, a thousand people all doing the same thing. And there's 50 tour guides all at the same time. You know, it's very, very hard to hear. And you're even wearing headphones. Oh, wow. That they announce the stuff through? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. That she's got a microphone or our, our gal. What an amazing job this gal did. I, I mean, just literally, they're herding cats. You know what I mean? And to keep you all together and to keep you all from getting lost and in this huge place. I mean, the Vatican is huge. It's like a square mile. Wow. But, yeah, it was quite an experience. Nice. Anyway, I shouldn't have had my hat on. <laughs> when that lady told me to take it off, I was like, oh, yeah, I didn't get mad. I, I had she, no right to get mad. Did she have a ruler? Was she going to smack your knuckles? <laughs> no, she meant business, though. <laughs> you were scared. A little bit. <laughs> oh, man. All right. You guys good on Burnco and CMEX? Yeah. Cool. Uh, next on the list, our drivers are so amazing. They like to help when people need help. Or We had a situation a few weeks ago. There was a giant hay bale in the middle of the road. And when I say a giant hay bale, I mean... It was a big hay bale. It was big. Yeah. Like I've never, I never realized how big a hay bale could be. It looked like it was good quality hay too. Yeah, I didn't know they made them that size rectangular. I mean, when they got right. that big, I always thought they were they rolled. rolled them up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This so, was anyway. A couple of our drivers jump out to to push the hay bale to the side of the road, and you know they started pushing at first, and it wasn't going so good, or they were trying to pull and they had to push, but. The thing is, is it wasn't super safe to them be for them to be out there doing it. So, you know, one of you guys mentioned when you see an accident on a road, typically there's a couple fire trucks like blocking the scene for safety, right? Protecting the people that are trying to, you know, provide first aid or you know care. <clears throat> we need to keep that in mind as well. If we're going to help somebody, you can't put yourself in harm's way first. Also. You need to protect public by, you can't just put your truck wherever you want, where it's a hazard or a sitting duck where somebody's going to run in the back of it because you're trying to help somebody else. So first thing that EMTs do or paramedics do when they get on the scene is they make the scene safe. So I'm not telling you, we're not telling you not to help people or push hay bales, but you got to make the scene safe first. Does that make sense? Or, or really, yeah, just really think about what could happen, I, I guess, Jam, you know? Yeah. I mean, whether it's a, whether you're, 
you know, when they were pushing the hay bale, I know cars were slowed up, but zipping past them, maybe you take a look and go, okay, there's a break in traffic. I can push now. You know what right. I mean? Instead yeah. of just concentrating on the hay bale. Cause you're, cause like all of us, they were probably fired up and like, Oh, let me move this. And you're right. doing the right thing. It's the situational awareness. Yeah. Yes. It's just worrying yeah. about, you know, and, and like you said, an EMT, they control the situation. That's what yeah. they do. That's what fire trucks are yeah. controlling the situation by yeah. blocking the lane. And yeah. It, it's just scary because there's so many idiots out there. Yeah, that's. The, I mean, there are just yeah, so yeah. many idiots. You know, Sunday we ran uh, south and, and met my wife's sister because she had a daughter in town that we hadn't seen in quite a while. And uh, anyway, coming back, we took 470 on around. We just went 470 over, uh, I think it was 120th. And all of a sudden, all the traffic in front of us was just diving from the slow lane to the, to the left lane. And I'm like, what's going on? And there were two cars on the shoulder. And a guy in a Suburban just stopped in the slow lane, had his passenger window down, and was talking to him. It was the craziest thing, you guys. He had his arm up on his wife's seat, like just chilling, like just talking to the people on the shoulder instead of pulling on the shoulder and getting out and walking back to him. He just blocked a complete lane of traffic just sitting there. His car wasn't broke down. Sitting back. Nothing. He was just sitting there talking Mm. to the people. (laughs) It it was like, hey, you got a beer or we're going to have lunch or... It was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. And, you know, I so bad wanted to, like, honk when I went by. And then I thought, I kept thinking to myself, what am I missing? Right? Like, what? Because the two cars on the shoulder were the ones that were broke down with trouble. Right. This guy was just checking on them. Yeah. All you need is somebody texting and driving, not paying attention, rear ending oh, that dude. Oh, done. Yeah. D- people I mean, die, right? Yeah. yeah. It's cra- It was crazy. So, I mean, and I, I mean, that's probably one thing that every one of our drivers see every day. You know, mm. you see something stupid like that every day. No so. Yeah, please be careful. That's yeah. the that's the <laughs> that's make the, the scene safe. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah, you guys are being heroes out there. We want you to be live heroes. Next on the list, summer heat. It's getting hot out, guys. We used to have a dispatcher in here tell people on the radio, stay hydrated. It's actually yeah. pretty good advice. It is really good advice, isn't it? Y- yeah, that's what I, I, I threw it out there. You know, yesterday to you, Jam, and and I wanted to talk about both. It's the hydration and taking care of yourselves. You know, it's going to get really warm outside. You know, you might have to get up and you know shovel or clean your trailer out or be outside. You know, make sure you got plenty of water. And same thing with the trucks. You know, you can't push them as hard as what you were doing. You know, maybe all winter long or when it's thirty degrees. You know, drop down a gear, back out of it a little bit. Whatever you need to do, the trucks. It's it's going to get hot. And you know, there there's there's three types of heat. When I, when I mentioned this that I wanted to talk about, so you personally staying hydrated, mm-hmm. the way the truck's going to handle the heat, you know, me to, not that you shouldn't be no matter what year round, but tires are affected by heat. That's the biggest killer of them. So make sure you're thumping your tires, checking your, you know, all your fluids, you know, back off the motor a little bit when it's hot out. But also, you know, as we talk about CMEX and uh, Fair Play and the Burn Co., and as we're getting busy, the heat's on us now too to get the jobs done, to get the loads done. It's winter's basically over. We might have another storm. We might have a couple rain days. It's time to truck, right? You know, and and everybody that said, hey, it's been a rough winter and stuff like that. That that's done. Yeah. You know, there there's there's no excuses. You need you need to truck. Yeah. You need to check on early loads. You need to check with dispatch. Yeah. You need to check whether you can go to fair play. You know, it, we're the heat's on. It's yeah. here. Let's, let's gonna, truck. We're going to be on fire yep. once again. 
The other thing, and uh, Ray put this in his tips and tricks a few weeks ago, <clears throat> with the heat comes the AC, right? And mm -hmm. if you got your air conditioner on full bore all day long, it's going to freeze up. So maybe back it off a little bit and, you know, use it use it wisely. Yeah, and there's a lot of stuff. Just check your, your uh, air conditioning now. Make mm -hmm. sure it seems like it's cooling. Right. And there's a lot of little things you can get with the shop. You know, sometimes the, the trucks have been new enough, but, you know, just blowing the radiators out, cleaning the mm -hmm. condensers out. I think there's a filter that we can clean in the cab, the in-cab filter, and, you know, throwing it out there. I know we talk about the dogs and, and stuff like that, but no matter what, dogs have hair. And usually when we check an air filter in, a, in one of the guys' trucks that has a dog with him all the time, it's matted clothes with dog hair because mm. it draws the hair up. So if you're, if you're one of the guys that, you know, has a dog with you, check your air filters if you're in cab. I'm not sure how the, how the Kenworths and the Peets work, but, you know, there's a lot of, lot of tips with that to keeping mm. things clean and, and ready to go. Nice. Another thing we wanted to bring up is parking in the red lot. <clears throat> I brought it up last week or I put out a paycom announcement or maybe I just talked to a couple people. But in the red lot, we actually have, there used to be bright orange fuzzies in the ground. They're not so bright and orange anymore. But if you get out, you could, you could spot those fuzzies. When you park, your trailer and tractor need to be in between the fuzzies so everybody could fit and park. We've had a couple situations where, you know, you have three trucks, the two outside trucks park a little, you know, on the inside of the fuzzies, and now that middle truck cannot park, and they got to move trucks to get into their spot. So I think um, Scooby has plans to replace the fuzzies with rope. That's what he was talking about, spray Jack. Spray paint them yellow. We can always just at least buzz over the fuzzies and spray some paint on them. Mm, that's Clean them idea. off right quick and spray some yeah. paint on them. Yeah. That would help just to get us through a little bit here. Nice. And I think they're planning on blading, blading that red lot soon yep. and yep. filling in the potholes and the ditches and everything else. So Yeah, summer's here. We've got to get the spring cleanup. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, slip seat drivers or if your truck goes down, we want to talk about driving other people's trucks again. Make sure you're doing it the right way. Make sure you're filling it with fuel at the end of the day. Make sure you're pre-tripping and post-tripping the truck. Make sure you're cleaning it when you get out of it. You're not leaving your pop cans or, or garbage in there. Fact. Fact. <laughs> Super Dave, you want to take this uh, next one? Yeah. Anybody that's been trucking for a number of years knows that each year the Commercial Vehicle Safety Association, or CVSA for short, has an annual road blitz, um, and it's typically every spring. And uh, this year, it's May 16th through 18th. And what that is, is all over North America. It includes Canada and Mexico. Um, but um, you will have, through those three days, road checks. I mean, everywhere. I remember once I was going out. Uh, I don't know if I was going to Aspen or just making a delivery to Glenwood. But I think everybody probably knows that really really big truck parking area um in dot zero yep um it's mostly for chain ups when the chain laws are up in the mountains and um the trucks will just park there and wait till the chain laws go down that whole parking lot was a vehicle check they had a lunch wagon they had about 10 porta potties <laughs> lined up it was a big deal you every single truck had to get off the highway you couldn't just keep going it wasn't like wow them pointing you in like a set of portable scales 
it was huge and there those types of things are set up everywhere and what they're looking for is just the everyday violations that will happen if a driver doesn't do his pre-trip inspection or um, the shop doesn't take care of things like tires and stuff so here's some statistics from this annual road blitz just last year so in 2022 they did 60,000 inspections in that 72 hours they put 12,000 trucks out of service they put 4,000 drivers out of service and uh, this year they're planning to concentrate on braking systems that includes ABS systems and also cargo securement so you know on a flatbed obviously that's like chains or straps but for us it's tarps and mud flaps right um, the top vehicle violations last year were brake systems um, tires uh, defective service brakes in other words your you know your um, brake adjustments and things like that and I know we have disc brakes so we're very lucky we're ahead of the game because we do run disc brakes on everything but um, lights being out and uh, I was always told if you have a light that's out that's a violation but if you don't have a light then that's not a violation because there's no light there that's out but anyway cargo securement um, all those violations were the top violations the top driver violations include false logs driving with the wrong license class in other words if you only have a, C, a B license and you're driving in a, a class A truck um, hours of service violations suspended driver's licenses and not having a medical card um, so let's everybody be on our game get our trucks you know do extra careful pre-trips and post trips get our trucks up to date so um, may 16th is a little bit uh, less than a month away or right at a month away and um, they'll be out pulling trucks over nice dave you know <clears throat> i would just to put more numbers to it that out of 60,000 inspections you said they put 12,000 trucks out of service that's 20 percent yes 20% wow. of the trucks got put out of service for truck violations, then 7% of the drivers. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but you add those two together, there's a staggering number. 27% of, I'll call it truck or driver, it doesn't matter to me. It's, yeah. it's one infraction. They pull you over, they're inspecting that truck, and they're inspecting that driver. So 27% of the vehicles were put out of I service. i got to point out, too, that's just not a write-up. That's out of service. Yeah. And that's terrible. That is. That is, yeah. Yeah, man, do your job. Our numbers are less, like, much less than that. Right, yeah. <laughs> we were joking with Mikey the other day, Dave, in the office, because you bought him the book. You got two of those books. <laughs> out you know, of, go ahead. <laughs> well, the book was out of service um, regulations, you know, things that would put your truck out of service. And Mikey looked at it and says, that doesn't happen here. Yeah. <laughs> he, it was funny because I, the the CSA, or I'm sorry, the Colorado Motor Carriers Association, they reached out and said, hey, we got some new books this year, and we don't get the opportunity to get them very often. Our, our books were pretty old. We haven't updated our books for years, you know? And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll take two. And gosh, they're like 65 bucks or 75 bucks a book, you know? And I thought, well, I want one, and I'll get the shop one, you know? And Maybe we can put one at both shops or whatever the case may be, you know, whatever's needed. And I handed it to Mike. I was like, here, I got you a new book. And like you said, well, we don't need this, right? <laughs> yeah. And then he goes, we don't have those problems. And oh my gosh, Dave, he sat down and started going through the book. 
And it was like a comedy routine. <laughs> I mean, some of the things that were written down in this book, I, I, it's funny, I, I can't give you an example, but they were the dumbest things. I mean, they were just absolutely mind-boggling dumb and Mike's like, can you believe this? And I'm like, no, I'm I'm dumbfounded at some of the things in there. But it was it was funny. I mean, we got to chuckling, and it wasn't like once. It was for about thirty minutes. We were laughing at all the things he found in this book. It was pretty crazy. Dustin, so just, oh, uh, sorry, I, I was just going to ask Dustin if uh, <clears throat> you guys pay attention to a lot of out of service items. Are you guys trained on what those are? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's what we look for gotcha. all the time that's on like the shorts. The big, the big focus. Yeah. Gotcha. What are you going to say, Jim? Oh, I just looked this up right quick. You know, e- easy to do. You can just do it right off our uh, DOT number. So as of 4-18-2023, we've had uh, 26 vehicle inspections, 61 driver inspections. And you know what our percentage of out-of-service is, vehicles? Zero. Zero. Nice. But drivers but <laughs> but do your job take care of yourself <laughs> out of the 61 drivers we've had 4.9 percent out of service wow of drivers the national average though is 6.65 nice so we'll, i know a few of those were medical cards right yeah say, right and not to minimize that but for you listeners out there if you don't understand how this works your DOT medical card is attached to your CDL license. Yes. If your medical card expires, they cancel your license. So if a guy's not paying attention and allows his medical card to lapse, well, 10 days later, you don't have a license. One way you can find out about that is going through a port. And they will tell you that your license is canceled and you cannot move and we have to go pick you up and pick the truck up. The other thing that happens occasionally is... You'll send in your med card, but you don't verify that the motor vehicle has received and accepted it. So you may have done it, and it could be an administration problem. But that's typically why we would have an out-of-service violation for a driver. Yeah, absolutely, Jim. You're you're spot on. That's the reason. Because then the the other interesting thing, and, you know, all due to, to Dustin and the night crew and obviously the drivers, but for a vehicle out of service, the national average is twenty two percent and we're zero. Oh, wow. 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 So that that's in line with their exactly checks. in line. Dave. Yeah, this exactly. CBSA they put twenty percent of the vehicles they pulled mm-hmm. over out of business out of service and the national average twenty two percent. So it's right it's right on the on the numbers. Yeah. Uh, Brother Dave, next item on the list was yours if you want to take it. I do. You know, we, we we substituted this podcast for our safety meetings, right? Our safety meetings, we never had a dad joke. We never said the Pledge of Allegiance, right? We didn't have nearly as much fun. The good news was they were only about 30 minutes tops is what we tried to keep them at. I'm sure we had some that went longer. But uh, I guess my question is, how do we get our faithful weekly listeners to try and get the other people that aren't listening to listen? And the whole reason is all the things we've talked about already. The new Burnco Hall, the talking about the CMEX Hall, the uh, you know making the scene safe when you're broke down, or you know helping out on the side of the road. This is all information that we would go over at our at our safety meetings. And 
I guess my our uh, what we've talked about here as our as a group, you guys is, and you know this, the people that aren't listening to the podcast aren't engaged. Right. If they're not engaged, they're not the ones who are doing a good job here. And it, it just coincides. They might be doing an okay job. They might be getting by, but they would be better if they were listening to the podcast. So, you know, we we put stickers on all the trailers. We're we're trying to get the word out. You know, trying to get all sorts of people to listen. And it's it's funny. I mean, the whole first half of the podcast. I don't want to say the whole first half. That's exaggerating. But look at all the shout outs we had. I mean, there's five, six, seven, eight, nine. We had ten shout outs from employees to other employees. But right. that's still not the ones that aren't engaged. Right. And the ones who aren't engaged, they're not hearing about how we load at Morrison. You know, they're not getting Ray's tips and tricks. They're not getting, you know, Chris Beam's tips. They're not getting the info from the shop. They're they're missing those things. So I I guess it's something, you know, when you have a conversation with someone that's new here, if you're a veteran, ask that person, hey, are you listening to the podcast? There's a lot of good information in it. You know, and I just I just feel during a 60-hour week, you can squeeze a couple hours in to listen to our podcast. And that's not to pump up the numbers. That's not to, you know, I'm sorry if it's boring or, or this isn't entertainment for you to listen to, but it, it truly has so much valuable information that I guess we're asking for our, our faithful weekly listeners to try and prod the non-listeners to listen. Yeah, truly... If we only had 150 listens a week, but they were all JFW employees, then Done. the goal of the podcast has been reached. Right. You know, the fact that we have other people listening is great, but that wasn't the objective or the, right. you know, the scope of what we were trying to do with the podcast. Right. Yeah. It is great, though, if you're in the trucking industry, oh, yeah. Jim. I well, think it's great if, you're, if you enjoy it, period. Yeah. Great. Listen to it. You know what I mean? I yeah. think that's wonderful. But we hope to help people, especially not only in trucking, but in our industry. That's yeah. the goal, right? Yeah. And for all your non-JFW employees, keep listening. <laughs> yeah, the fact that we could have 700 downloads listen to a podcast just blows my mind. Yeah, yeah. phenomenal, yeah. right? So, phenomenal. But Yeah, and, and you, you think, you know, if I was to bet, and I'd love to lose this bet, but the guy that, you know, the person I caught in the fast lane doesn't listen to the podcast. Nope. He's not listening to the podcast. Nope. You know, some of the other violations we've had, they're not listening to the podcast. Yes. And everything we talk about is positive, you know, and, and we may not talk about it positively because we're trying to make the point, you know, maybe we could do that better. But it's still being better about being positive. Mm -hmm. And, you know, putting the shopping carts away, that's just going to, it's just better. Yeah. You don't have to. <laughs> yeah. Right? You don't have to. But oh, seriously, what is wrong with pushing a couple carts back to the store? So, the so church has been brought up a few times during this podcast, right? And I'm going to make another analogy here, right? So when you, when you free yourself from sin, you got to hate your sin. So let's say you're a person that steals, right? Until you hate that you steal, you're not going to free yourself from that. Like, ah, I just stole again, but it's okay. Same thing. Same thing. So, <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing, Jam, because it's so true. So until you hate that you're in the left lane when you don't need it to be, until that like changes your heart, like you have a change in your heart or your brain that says, I shouldn't be in this lane right now, you're not going to stop. Until you're walking through, you know, until you go shopping 
and you leave your parking lot, your your buggy or your shopping cart next to your car, until that doesn't feel good to you, you're not going to change that. Same thing. You got to, you got to, you know, if you're, you know, you could possibly listen to the podcast and hear you're not supposed to be in the left lane and you're like, well, it doesn't bother me. Well, then you're not going to change it. So same thing. Yeah. But we've, (laughs) but we've given you, I guess we're, we're trying jam to give you that other side of why it is better, Better. Jim, why, why you should learn to hate that. Right. Because this is what it leads to. Right. And it's, and it's not, we're not like, to me, we're not like, I don't know if you do it that way, you're the best. Right. It's the common sense mm-hmm. of what we're what we're trying to talk about right. that that what it means, I right. guess. I get it, it's, and I'm just going to throw this I, one in there too. Until you hate that you're less than one second away from the car in front of you, and <laughs> until it bugs you internally, you're going to keep doing it. You, I, you know, I don't know if this is a good correlation <laughs> for that either, Jam. But you know, I've had a couple conversations with people, and we've, you know, we tell everybody you got to work here a year, and we've had some conversations <clears throat> where people are hurt for some money, mm-hmm. been slow. It was probably, I think, Chris Beam is one of the guys that that this person talked to. This is probably he said one of the worst winters he's had here because the storms were every Wednesday, yep. just how they fell, all that kind they of stuff. Were weren't they? Yeah, for right. like two months. I know, yeah. right? You it's know, supposed to rain and, later today. We we <laughs> had we had snow removal. If you were you know fortunate enough to be on that crew, but I also the, the person I was talking to, we did some research, and I'm like, okay, what can we do to help? But the person's on our high road, Holland is I think it was 72nd. Yeah, I, yeah, it's about seventy-two. Yeah, about seventy-two, and 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 you're like, okay, so, you know, you're you're pretty much the bottom. <laughs> so, what are you during doing during the day? Is that a lot of stops? Is that a lot of bathroom breaks? Is that, I, I don't know, phone calls where you at least you're being safe and you're stopping, but you know you're not using a headset. Uh, I, I I don't know what is. You have to examine yourself at that point. Um, and you know we we'll, we're, we were going to take some time and look through some video and see if we could come up with some pointers on on yeah. where we're where you're spending your time you know and help. But I guess that's the you still have you ha- like you said, Jim. You have to learn to hate it. Yep. You have to want to change your ways and go. I need to make a little more money. I, I need to right. hustle. Yep. You Absolutely. Just have to do it the right way or be better or yep. you know. Yeah. I mean, we're we're talking about the same exact thing that we were same. talking about. With the guy pulling out of the yard from the red yard over here, you know, that we mentioned earlier this morning. Another mm-hmm. driver, a veteran driver said something to that newer guy, and the newer guy was like, hey, it's none of your business. Quit being nosy. <laughs> He's just trying to help you do it right. Yeah. yeah, and then I think, you know, just like, and basically, we just called that guy out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you, like you said, Jim, not to, not to be mean or whatever we want, mm-hmm. but that guy can come right in and, and quit tonight and go, hey, those guys called me out today. <laughs> Yeah, we did. Yeah, we want you to change your heart posture. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because there's there's a better way to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good way to explain it. That guy in the left lane, Jim, he should change his heart posture yeah. because that's just plain inconsiderate, and yeah. he's not thinking about the other motorists out there. No, it's all about how, me. On average, how many how many people do you think watch football? Watch the, any football. High school, college, NFL. Well, I know four people out of the five in this room do. <laughs> <laughs> no, so Jam cool doesn't? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I got things to do. I can't I, sit down and watch TV on a Sunday. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I guess. But at some point, you've had a kid in a sport, whether it's football or not. Hockey, doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Baseball. 
Well, probably not baseball so much, but uh, if you get called for a penalty in any of those sports, you've done something wrong. Your team is penalized, right? Is it not? Yes. yes. Does that not hurt the team? Could that not keep the team from winning the game that day, right? So I would hope your, your teammates call you out before you get in trouble for that, right? Before you're penalized. And then the team is penalized. So, I mean, if, if you have a teammate calling you out, it's pretty good odds you're not doing something right. right. And they're just trying to make you better or help you be better, right? They're not calling you out because they're a jerk. They're calling you out because it could be done better, right? It's before they don't want to see us penalized. Exactly. It's before the penalty. They're calling yeah. you before yeah. the penalty happens. I mean, I, w- I would much rather get called out by a teammate and keep me from getting a ticket for something mm-hmm. in real life. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. hey, I didn't know that umpire. was wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? You know? Yeah. The line judge. You're yeah. offsides. Yeah. I mean, if you get booted from the game. Uh, yeah. If I got two trucks and running in together. In our world, and, that's a car with red and blue lights on it. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. pulling you over, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I, I mean, that, the scenario in that or the example is, you know, two trucks are running together and they roll off of one highway onto another and the guy in front crosses the double white line, you know, crosses the gore line and jumps out into traffic. Because he didn't know that was illegal. And if the guy behind him was like, hey, man, did you know that was illegal? If you get caught doing that, that's a four-point ticket. You know? I would much rather have a teammate explain that to me mm-hmm. than, <laughs> than, the, than the referee with the red and blue lights, right, Dave? That's and the right. fancy little hat and the, the tin badge. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I want to make a little announcement here. We are seconds away from having our first truck. At Burgo. <laughs> <laughs> Ricardo Cordova will be the first one on on this job, and he's pulling there right now, so it's nice. official. Yeah. Lots of lots of texts going around. Kendrick's down there, has the lay yep. of the land. Yep. There's an in and out. Uh, you know, in is the first entrance, out is the second. Yep. Directional. Pattern. Yeah. Yep. Well, he's in. He went in the south entrance. So, no, just, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. So and then and then. Kendrick is texting us all back and forth as yeah. he's down there giving us some tips, yeah. the driver's name. And, and you know, this is cool, too. So if one of us is coming down, Oscar, which I assume is like the loader operator possibly. Yep, yep. on channel 22. Li- right, channel 22, coming in the north gate, would like some swag. <laughs> so he's already bought in right yeah. bought in right yeah. right that's that's what that's what we're trying to do already, already and he's you know there's other trucking companies been hauling in there and our first day he wants See, some swag that's our reputation it, it precedes us because we are the best in it, the business it is it is our heart posture yes we need better hats the better la- hats the last group of hats that were ordered they they're just they're a little weak. So. I, what's different on them? I noticed they're, that yesterday. No trucking and excavating at the bottom. And then the embroidery is yes. cheaper. Yeah. yeah. It's not yeah. as many threads. Yeah. I yeah. agree. Yeah, we need yeah. Oh, like a quality. thousand count sheet or something like that. Yeah. 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 So. I would like some vests. Great. I was I was watching Smoking the Bandit the other day, and Jerry <laughs> Reed wears a vest all the time. Sweet. I? I want a vest. I'm down with the vest. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. do it. Do you want a 511 vest? Does 5.11 make vests? Yeah. How much you want to spend? <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's 5.11, there is not a cheap version. <laughs> Pretty good quality, though. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah you can't though. argue that. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking. You got a 5.11. You got a 5.11. You got, you got a 5.11. <laughs> <laughs> I got a truck rodeo show. That's it. 
These came out pretty badass, I, though, too. This, I liked them. This is good swag. You got a 411. Couldn't afford a 511. <laughs> That'd be a 5 Oh, no, you got a 711. <laughs> I thought it was a 510. Yeah. yeah. Those truck rodeo shirts came out really yes, good. They, they did, yeah. yeah. Nice job to Ann. Shout out to Ann for yeah. that graphic design on that. Yeah, and all the guys put that together. She just kind of tightened it up. Oh, great. Yeah. Even better. Or, nice. or gals. I shouldn't say guys, but yeah. That's like FUBU, for us, by us. There you go. Hey. Yeah. <clears throat> Dustin Romero Jr., the human beatbox. Why do we call you the human beatbox, Dustin? Oh, when I was younger, <laughs> uh, I made a video. <laughs> I posted it on YouTube of me beatboxing. And where was this video taken? <laughs> On the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> well, That's, did you have clothes on? Yeah, I did. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, as long as your pants were up. That's, no naked beatboxing. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. We got to get a hold of that video. I did have, um, and I could share this with you guys. <clears throat> John sent the video. I don't know if he just emailed it to me, but... John likes to scare Dustin. Oh, my God. And Dustin will be coming out of the toilet, and John just scares him. So there's a video. I'm not going to find it right now, but uh, you could tell Dustin knew that he was about to be scared, so he, like, flings the door open, and then John scares scares him anyway. (laughs) He was like this little, like, I don't know, some kind of, I don't know. Was, Man, the last fun. one I saw was a year ago, and he was hiding in a cardboard box. <laughs> His new thing now is, like, he'll get on all fours and, like, run at you like a dog. Yeah. Oh, he does that when we walk in the back lot. It's all dark, and he'll just come from under the trailer. John's a character. Man. I love that guy. There's also has, has Ray showed you the video. Of Ron Bugler eating the really, I think it was a gummy bear. Oh, oh man. yeah. The that world's hottest gummy bears. Oh, no. Oh, man, man it's good. Ron Ron starts to chew, and he's kind of all right. And then you can tell the heat hits. Oh, and man. he's like, oh, you got water, you got milk, whatever. <laughs> it's a good one. Wow. He, he drank like four glasses of coffee creamer oh, just, oh, just to yo. get it to like stop wow. burning. Huh. Yeah. Well, Dustin, uh, it's been a pretty good month for you. You just turned 19. And you had your one-year anniversary here at JFW, so congrats. Thank you. What does a 19-year-old like yourself do in your off time here in Colorado? Well. What are you into? Lately, I've been working on my truck. Well, both of mine. Because I have the Yukon I bought from Stingray, too. Oh. But I usually just work on my trucks. Or if I'm not doing that, I'll... Be with my dog, Hank, or with my girlfriend. A new girlfriend or an old No. One? The old one? Yeah. The same one? Got it. Yeah. Okay. You, you've been spending a minute at the tattoo shop, too. Yeah, I right? like to get tattoos, too. <laughs> I've got the next question is a good one. Yeah. yeah. But before we get to the next question, so you're 19 years old and you own two vehicles. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. Right? It is. Yeah. That's a little different than a lot of 19-year-olds around. So, Okay. <clears throat> but getting to the tattoos, how many did you start when you were 18 getting tattoos? Yeah. How many tattoos have you gotten the last year? Uh, I started in July, and I think I have seven. Seven big or ones. Eight. They're not little like yeah. Pokemon tattoos. Yeah, it's not I love mom. Right. <laughs> That's significant. <laughs> yeah. Right up to the neck. Right yeah. on the neck. You've inspired me. I'm going to get a neck tattoo. <laughs> Not a face tattoo. But. What's your favorite tattoo? 
Oh man, do you have a favorite? Is that? Tough? I mean, they're all pretty much my favorite, but I'd have to say my hand tattoo yeah. because it's just special to me because it was for my great grandpa wow. and has a lot of meaning. So, which one? Let me see it. It's, I mean. It's just a rose, but it has his name and then the butterfly for my great-grandma, too, I guess. That's awesome. That is cool. I know uh, I could tell from your dad and yourself you guys really value family and you guys are pretty close. Oh, yeah. Yep. Nice. What was it like growing up with uh, Big Dustin working here and how old were you when you first started coming around? Oh, man. I think I was like 11 or 12 when I first started coming with him. Because I remember when he first started, it was like a month after he first started, I came with him, and he was in the old freight liners. And from that day on, I just, I'd come with him a lot. Like every summer since then, I'd come with him. Yeah, you've, uh, I just know you've you've worn a lot of our swag as a young kid, and still a (laughs) youngster, but... Uh, you definitely were drinking the JFW Kool-Aid and representing us from an early age. I know Dave's son actually spotted you somewhere because you had some JFW swag on. Was it on, was it on social it was media? On, it was on social media, on Instagram mm. okay. or something like that. Yeah. I mean, even even better. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, why'd you, why'd you, um, what was the love for JFW from such an early age? I don't know. Like, I think it was just like, Everybody here is, like, cool, you know? Like, you. they treat you like family, and everybody knows your name here. Uh-huh. And I like how the owners know your name, mm-hmm. and you're just not another person around here. Yeah. Cool. I got to say, Dustin, I have to work on that. We've got some, <laughs> got some new guys, and it's it's difficult to keep up yeah. and if you're not out with everybody. so I miss the pictures on bamboo. Yeah. Me too. I would I would reference them if I hadn't seen somebody yeah. in a month. I miss yeah, Bamboo. Like, I miss Bamboo, I called too. Yeah. Omar Reyes. I called him Juan yesterday <laughs> morning because I thought, he's like, no, that's my buddy, though. And I'm, like, I'm so sorry. Yeah, somebody walked by the office, and I said, hey, whoever it was, their name, and then they walked up, and they said, hey, and kept going. And then, and then Joanne came by. I'm like, Joanne, was that so-and-so? Because I felt like I called him the wrong name, and uh-huh. luckily I didn't. But, yeah, Dustin, that's that's important to us. I think that's that's just friendly. Yep. Yeah. The bigger the number, the harder it is too. And when I was doing the interviews with Dave and more involved with that process, it was a lot easier you now. I mean, I used to know names, truck numbers, and faces. Now mm-hmm. it's like I gotta gotta look it up. So good stuff. So you started off in the wash bay to get your foot in the door, and then you went to diesel mechanic school, and you came back as a, as a mechanic. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Where does your love for for the trucks come from? I think growing up around them, because my dad has been doing this for such a long time, Mm. and it's just really interesting to me, I guess. And I don't know. I like getting my hands dirty. I like working on things. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. Like, it's fun working on, like, my trucks at home, but something about the semis is just cool to me. Like, it's, but it just makes me happier, I guess. Gotcha. Because, I don't know, it's just... It's a lot bigger, and there's more things you can learn on semis. Gotcha. And when you went to mechanic school, diesel mechanic school, was your plan to get a job here? or? Yeah, actually it was. Uh, in, I remember talking to my dad about it. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do because I want to work at JFW. 
but I don't know if they would take me as an, not knowing anything. And then like a week later, he was like, they just, there's an application for apprenticeship. You need to take it. I was like, all right. And I think like the next day I was in here for interview. Nice. And I got very lucky. I think it helped that you were in the wash bay first and the night crew knew who you were and they, they already liked you and they knew kind of your work habits. Yeah. Now, the things that you learned in diesel mechanic school, did they actually help you here or not really? Not really because <laughs> when I went to school, we were learning on like small trucks, okay. medium-duty trucks. So. Gotcha. And Dustin, not to interrupt you, but that diesel mechanic school, that was a course in high school, right? Yeah, that's correct. So when, I mean... <clears throat> Back before they had electricity, when Jim and I went to high school, they, they had a, a separate building from our school. You had to, like, drive to it. It was, like, five miles away oh, wow. called the CEP, the Career Enrichment Park. And that was just, like, they had all the all the career things that, you know, I don't even know if they have that much anymore. Yeah. I do happen to know the one you went to on Washington. What's the name of it? Uh, Future Forward. That's future, future Four? F- future Forward. Oh, Future Forward. Yeah. Okay. That is an amazing facility. Oh, yeah. I mean, when I've checked it out, and I haven't been in it, I've just driven past and the doors are open, and I'm like, holy crap, that uh, is a nice place. I mean, what you guys are afforded there, that's that's pretty freaking cool, man. And I'm so thankful to see that still go on in school. Right. You know, because they just they promote college so much. Like, you got to go to college. You got to go to college. You got to go to college. And <clears throat> I don't necessarily think that's true, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that's cool. You you had that had that option. Yeah, I didn't realize it was through your school. That's even better. I thought yeah. it was you know something you decided and you had to go do a whole complete different thing to get your foot in the door there. So it is good that they're providing that. Yeah, I do know you know people are saying trades are coming back and you know if you learn to trade, they're starting to pay more. And yep, college oh, enrollment is down. Yeah, it's the new numbers since COVID and everything else. It's, I think, I it, think not working is up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah, I guess I wanted to touch on that is the thing, you know, sure, Dustin, you might have had a break of as far as your dad, you know, having an inside track, mentioning things to us and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, I wanted to put out there as any young person, you know, whether it's a trade or whether it's college, Dave, and I, and I think you're right, maybe college isn't necessary. And, you know, I know it's not necessary. I'll, I'll say it that way. But you still have to go out and work. Absolutely. And that's what, you know, give you a pat on the back, Dustin. You came in here. You worked in the wash bay. You didn't come in every night. Oh, the the wash bay sucks. The wash bay sucks. The wash bay (laughs) sucks. I want to be a mechanic. I want to be a mechanic. No, you worked in the wash bay. We recognized you. The people, you know, your peers recognized you. And you, you know, you also did the stuff in high school and stuff. We, and... I guess you made your way. As much as you're saying, hey, I got a break, I was lucky, we recognized your abilities. And mm-hmm. and that's with most anybody in any job is when you're working and doing your job, especially today, you stand out. You know, all my girls were like, hey, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do after high school. And, you know, we they did go to college and all that kind of stuff. And they've all gotten different career paths from when they went to college, mm-hmm. you know, I think the college helped them in certain ways. Sure. But the thing is, I told them, I said, two things, show up and show up on time and you'll rise to the top. No matter what you're doing, whether mm-hmm. it's, you know, bussing a table or, or working any place, just show up. Provide yeah. value. You know, yeah, provide a value. And Do your Dustin, very best. You've, yeah. you've, you know, you've provided value here and we recognize that. And I, I guess that's, 
you know, as we interview somebody young like this and, and somebody here, you have a huge career here. Mm-hmm. You know, will it happen overnight? It just doesn't work that way here. You know, and it sometimes it doesn't work that way in a lot of other places. Right. Tech maybe? Yeah, tech changes. Right. You know, you, you might be able to move up and make and make changes. But CEOs or CFOs or these big companies, they have years mm-hmm. of dedication in other fields possibly. Yeah. But it's all made them rise to the pinnacle of where they're at. You look at all the successful guests we've had on here, mm-hmm. and they've got one thing in common. They're all grinders. Yep. Yeah. They go to work every day. They're doing the same job every day. They're busting their ass to get where they got. Dustin, are you part of our 401k? I am not. I keep forgetting to do that. Let's remind you later, because okay. at 19 years old, to start, yeah. 2% is nothing of yeah. your paycheck. And if you do 2% for your career... You're going to be set, buddy. Okay. Yeah, you're yeah. going to be set. That is, I know we held your hand and got you registered to vote, and Dave filled your ballot out for you. I can't believe I, did. I, can't believe I didn't get him hooked up on the 401k. I can't that's believe you did it anyway. That's my, that's my jam. Money, money, Dave. Intended. I yeah. know it. Yeah. I, know I, watched, it. <laughs> I watched something the other day, you guys. I wish I, I should have written it down. But the, he went to his dad, and his dad was an investor. And his dad said, listen, this is the start of your first job, like he was 19 or 20 told him to put this amount in every paycheck or every month Mm -hmm. for the next eight years is what he had to do just eight years and he could stop putting money in yeah as young as he started i saw that same video and it was and and his dad went over the math and went over the stock market and what the investments is and he said eight years it's going to be tough but if you do that for eight years you're You're you're, done you're set for the rest because of of the interest and how it will uh, you know, grow. Yeah, it was he? He went over the over history time. of the stock market, and you know, the eight years. This is the money you have in it, and this is what we'll gain over the next, you know, thirty years of your lifetime. Wow! Yeah, it yeah was, you, you can put in a little more than the minimum. Wish my dad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right, right. I yeah. mean, that's when we say the minimum. That's just for us to match it. Mm-hmm. And we always ask everybody, "Do you want free money?" Because we match that minimum that you put in. Right. I mean, it's it's literally free money. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, it'll be a good move for you. Yeah, you know? good good yeah. call, Jam asking. Yeah, good move for Hank and your girlfriend. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also want to bring up, you know, that back to that high school program you were in for the diesel mechanics. I'm sure you learned something in that class. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? That not, you know, when you said when, you know, Jam asked, was it helpful? And you're like, no, not really. I'm sure they taught the importance of greasing, of mm-hmm. lubrication. Of how to take a tire and wheel off, or you know what I mean, just those yeah. basic safety skills, stuff, yeah. yeah, and the safety and things like that. So probably it may have seemed redundant to you because I just know with your background, you already knew that stuff. You knew you know the what I mean from your dad and your grandpa and things right. like that. Yeah. You already had that background, so you were like, "Let's move on, man. I know how to do this already, right?" So it, but there is a lot there. You know, I mean, we sit down and. What we see being done in the shop, you know, on just a nightly basis, we know what that takes. You know what I mean? We've yeah. done it, right? I mean, we're still doing it on our own vehicles. I yeah. mean, that's just how it is, right? You got to be, you got to be hands on to understand how that thing, how those things work. So that's a good, that's that's a good stuff. And I guess I want to back up, and I don't know if <clears throat> you can explain the the guys and and people we have working in the shop. Do you can you explain to everyone the hiring process out there? How that works because we do it different than yeah. the drivers. So right? yeah, when we get interviews coming in here, uh, they'll go talk to John and Mikey, and 
do their things. And then after that, they'll come out and talk to all of us. And basically, I, can, I guess you could say we kind of vote on if you get hired or not. Because, I mean, you we just need to talk to you and see what you know. Just so we're comfortable, I guess. And it's... I've never done it like that. Like, I've never seen it, and it was weird to me. But it was kind of cool because I kind of understand why we did it. Yeah. And it's just different but nice to yeah. know. And basically what I'm trying to say is you basically get voted into the shop. It's basically our word. And Mikey and John will say they have nothing to do with it because it's all up to us. And, I mean, we go into depth, like, questions, like, for example, like, have you done tires? Have you done brakes? Okay, what kind of brakes have you done? Because we have disc. I mean, and, like, stuff like that. And do you know how to do computer work? This and that. And are you good with the hours and all that type of stuff? Yeah. So, What about culture? Like, do you make sure they're a good culture fit? Like, their personality matches up? Oh, yeah. We, we ask stuff like that, too, like... And then it's the vibe they give off to, I guess, because we don't want anybody that thinks they're better, I guess. And like, yeah, I know everything. I don't need help. We don't really look for that. Mm -hmm. And I mean, yeah, there's some people that come in kind of cocky and like, yeah, I know this stuff. Like, it's nothing to me. I don't need to be taught. And it's weird. Well, not weird, but. You got to beat that out of them. Yeah. <laughs> but we've had some people we've hired here and like, I don't know. I guess it's my age. They like, mm. oh, you don't know what you're talking about. You, you're young and you don't know what you're doing. And I'm like, I've been here for how long? And you just started and you may know more than me, but. I'm trying to show you what we do here, and you're just beating me down, and right. that's when I just leave them all. I'm like, all right, you do you, man. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know the JFW way yet. They yeah. don't know the night crew here's way yet. So it's right. important that you know you step up and you show them. And if they're not respecting you, I mean, they know who the boss is. You know? <laughs> and hopefully that doesn't happen often, Dustin. Right. And that's the whole purpose. All John and Mike do is they take that application and go, they're just the filters, basically. Yeah. Those two guys sit there and go, oh, this guy has this ability. Right. He has this ability. He has this ability. Let's bring him in since he's interested in the job and meet the team. And then the team, meaning you guys, you vote yay or nay, right? You sit down and basically everyone in that shop gets the opportunity to interview their teammate. Yeah. Right? And it's approval or non-approval. And that way, if something goes south... You guys can't just look and go, oh, well, that's who Mikey hired. You know, I hate this place. I hate how that works, blah, 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 right? The the blame is on everyone. Yeah. You know what I mean? You guys all had the opportunity to to pick out that one <laughs> moment during the interview and go, well, did you see how he did that? Did you see how he did that? Or did you see how he, you know, his reaction to that? You know, the mannerisms, the the, the things like that. You know, and that's what's great about the team. You know, that, that whole team facade right you know and you guys back to the penalty you guys you want to bring someone on the team that isn't going to get any penalties right yeah you know i mean it's just like when we talk about when one driver 
you know, screws up going down the road, right? It makes all of us look bad. If we have an accident, it makes all of us look bad. You know, if you got a guy in the shop that, you know, he didn't do a repair, right? I, and and I'm, I'm just making something up, but he brings a truck in for a flat tire, doesn't find the flat tire because the driver wrote up one and he mistakenly wrote up the wrong one and it's the other side. The driver just looked at the one and is like, oh, it's not flat. It was fine and parks the truck. Instead of taking a few minutes and investigating, oh, he wrote up the wrong one. Instead of right rear inside, it was left rear inside, you know, and you bump the other tire and find it. So, I mean, you know, those are the things that I hope it empowers you guys. I feel it does. You know, I, I think it's something that, you know, Mikey really pushes hard for that. Mm. He works hard to protect you guys and, and put you guys in a winning environment. I think it's a I think it's a big deal. I mean, I, like you said, it's different when I, I being around Mike or myself when we've talked about anything like that. You explain that scenario to someone else, and they're like, "What? Your team is hiring the person?" We're like, "Yeah, we just all we did was find them and brought them in. It's up yeah. to them to do the rest, right?" Yeah, because we I mean we have to work with them, so we need to be comfortable with them and get a feel for them before yeah. we actually throw them in. With Absolutely, us, so. nice. Yeah. Is uh. Is John a pretty tough leader? It when it needs when he needs to be, I guess. Cause I don't know if you're like doing something wrong or you're not being safe or you're just being you're just not thinking. He he'll get on you. I've witnessed this, but <laughs> he's I haven't had a lot of bosses, but he's definitely a very cool one like he's very laid back but he can be tough when he needs to be but i've witnessed uh, interaction with you and him when he needed to be tough yeah and i was just like i needed to step away i'm like oh this is pretty serious <laughs> good luck dustin <laughs> but, yeah he keeps us all in line makes sure we're doing stuff right and getting stuff done so huh. that's what i like about it nice what's your favorite thing about working in the shop I get to learn new things every day. Nice. Uh, like, I'm going to give an example. Like, lately I've been doing overheads, mm. and it's been cool. Like, just learning how to adjust all the valves, I guess. Uh -huh. And it's just, to me, I don't want to sound, like, cocky or anything, but I know a lot of people don't get to do that or don't know how to do that yet. Mm -hmm. And it's just... It's cool to me. Like it. it makes me feel good. I guess I, yeah. I don't know how to explain it, but it's just learning new things every day, and I don't know. It's just cool. What's yeah. your least favorite thing? Oh man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My least favorite thing. Let's see. It would probably have to be the drivers waiting to write stuff up until Friday. Uh, for example i think last week we had a driver ride a tire up was leaking on friday and he was like yeah it's been leaking all week it was really slow it's been filling it and he wrote it up on friday we get that a lot drivers wait until friday to write everything up really and it just it <laughs> angers all of us sure because we want to get out on time on friday right and then we get flooded on Fridays, and we're like, oh, my God. Huh. Why do you think they do that? Wait until Friday? Yeah, why, why would you think they would do that? Because there has to be a reason, right? 
My wife's favorite saying is there's a reason for everything. <laughs> um, honestly, I really don't know. But if I had to say, maybe they only check their truck on Fridays or something. I don't know. I, I mean, that's, really possible. that's a good my, assumption, right? My, <laughs> I, I'm just putting the pieces together. My, my guess, right, and this is just a guess, I could be 100% wrong, is they don't want to run the risk of having to drive a different truck the next day. That is true. That's just my guess. Yeah. You know, and I don't know. I know you just used a tire, for example, but that's just my guess, right? In like case if there's you're codes, be down, or, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, I'm, I'm just, for the third time, just guessing. So. And I mean, on night shift, we try our best not to down trucks. We try to get them yeah. done through the night because we don't want you guys to lose money. We don't want that truck sitting out there and worrying about it. So we try our best to get it out through the night. But there is some times where it's just there's a lot in those check engine lights. We have to dig through everything, and then we find stuff. And it's and the big thing lately is parts. Like, we've been struggling with parts because we have to order them, and we have to wait such a long time, and it just sucks. Because I know the truck, if it sits outside in the spot, it will lose money. But it's just been tough because, I mean, what can you do with no parts? Right. And then that's the next question. What can we do with no parts? <laughs> right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we don't stop just because we can't get the part. Is there a used part? Can we put a butt connector in a wire? Can we, you know what I mean? What, yeah. What's Rob what's, one off a truck that's down. Absolutely, whatever. man. Yeah. That's We just don't stop because it's not that. Yep. Yeah. And what, what drives you, Dustin? Money, your independence, are you naturally ambitious with everything you do? Or I guess what kind of drives me is, I guess, money. Money? Because I want to be able to live by myself. I want to have nice things, but I know i got to work hard for it. It just doesn't show up overnight, so i got to stay motivated and... Work hard for what I want. Very true. Those tattoos aren't going to pay for themselves. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> <laughs> and were, were you a good student in school? I, I think I remember your dad saying you lettered. Yeah, I did letter twice in diesel, and I lettered in football, but good student? <laughs> Not really. Like, no. I kind of struggled because I didn't like going to class, right. but I still I graduated. But okay. not with good grades. Just sitting in the class and doing work wasn't my thing. But I'd show up to diesel every day. I had an <laughs> A in that class every day. But I don't know. Just schoolwork isn't my thing. But I would still go and do it okay. when I needed to. But gotcha. Do you miss playing football? Oh, yeah. Every day. Yeah. I mean, miss being able to hit people without getting in trouble. Right. And I don't know. It was fun to me. Like, I enjoyed football a lot. What position did you play? Uh, I played center. Mm. Break any bones? No. No? I mean other people's. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Just so everybody knows, if you don't know who little Dustin is, he's not very little. <laughs> he's just right? the younger Dustin. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. When you first started riding around with um, your dad, Dustin little. Sr., you were little Dustin. We called him <laughs> little Dustin. 
<laughs> and I don't know what happened. It was like like a year the later, next, two yeah, years. Say the next month or whatever, it seemed fast. And you were as tall as Big Dustin, yeah. and we stopped calling you Little Dustin. Yeah, we all joked. It was like, how old is he? Yeah. <laughs> Can he like drive? 26. <laughs> he does have the full facial hair thing going. And, yeah. yeah, he doesn't look 19. No. no, no. Does it bother you when we call you Little Dustin? Or no. just kind of... You're used I'm, to that. Yeah. You're a little Dustin. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, oh, at what point do you think that'll change? I mean, do you think that'll change I don't sometime? think it'll change because yeah. at my house, I'm called Lil Dustin or it's never just Dustin at my house Yeah, because that's what they call my dad. Sure. So. Sure. Huh. Well, they don't call you Junior, do they? No. No, no Junior. Lil Dustin. I'll start calling you Tiny as soon as you get a little bigger. <laughs> <laughs> so... You got a lot of friends, and are they the friends that you hang around? Are, are they like you? Are they ambitious? Are they go-getters? Yeah, I would say so. Well, okay. Marco, my right. best friend, uh, we're both like the same way. We're very money-motivated, and we want to work hard for mm. nice things. But sort of like I like to surround myself with people that work hard, I guess, mm -hmm. and work for what they want gotcha that's Does good go listen to the podcast i don't think so but he oh. said he'll listen to this one you'll is, make him is marco in the 401k i have no clue probably not <laughs> <laughs> i'm being honest right all right that's the goal this week yep. get signed up that's pretty good though because i mean honestly growing up i don't know how it is for you guys but when i was growing up there was a lot of peer pressure to do drugs and drink and and stuff like that so to see some good kids coming up and their focus is a little different i mean i was working at 19 as well but i know what i was spending my money on and it wasn't tattoos you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> so good job buddy thank you yep <clears throat> what do you see uh that drivers can be doing better around here so i know they could be doing better at routing their trucks up before friday is there anything else i would say pre and post trip yeah. like i I notice things every day, and it kind of bothers me when I see drivers just, they go, park their truck, and just leave. They don't inspect anything. They don't look at anything. I may be wrong. They might do it when they're fueling up, but when I see drivers not fueling up and they just park and leave, it kind of bothers me because who knows could be wrong with that truck. There could be lights out, tires leaking, or but yeah. I mean... And that, that sucks for the morning crew. Yeah. Because that's when they find those things. So if you see somebody do that, I mean, if somebody just shot me a text message with a truck number, that would be helpful. You know, and that, that is a little bit of a weird concept, Dustin, because what you're asking and what bothers you means more work for you. But you don't have to hunt it down. You know about it. You yeah. can put it in your schedule. You can get it fixed. But really, you're asking them to give you more work. I just want them to be able to go out and truck and make their money because to me, I look at it this way, like if I were to drive a, a truck, one of your guys' trucks, I'd look at it like my truck. I would look, check everything, make sure nothing's leaking, check all the tires because that's your money maker. And you don't want to be able, you don't want a tire to go out and you have to sit there for a while, wait for us to come out and change the tire. Because that's, you're basically losing money, and I just want the drivers to be able to go out and make their money every day. And 
I think there's one thing the drivers miss too on their post and pre trip is we've been catching it a lot is the the lines rubbing on the deck plate. Mm. I think I see that a lot in the hydraulic hose on the bottom when it rubs those uh like the rubber i guess mm -hmm. comes off and then you can see the metal and that's how they burst uh -huh. and i just want to tell the drivers please check that and right. if they're hanging uh i guess secure them better mm -hmm. don't let them rub because that's more work for us it's also a DOT violation. Yeah. And it's preventable. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? It's like not having an accident. It's preventable. Yeah. yeah if those airlines get rubbed, it's out of service. Yeah. 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 yeah and yeah. you bring it up all the time, Dave. Putting a mud flap on that deck plate doesn't fix that problem. No. Now. It's, it's still, still rubbing. rubbing. Yeah. 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 You can't have it. Those those can't be dragging on the deck plate, even if there's a mud flap laying on the deck plate. So, yeah. Yeah, so let me throw out a tip of my own here. Use two bungee cords. Put one bungee cord around the hydraulic line. That way you can wrap it very tight and it will not slip. You can yeah. wrap it three times or four times if yeah. the bungee's long enough. Yep. Then use a second bungee cord to tie up your airlines and your electrical lines. Yep. That will allow you to tighten those up a little bit more too. And they won't slip. Because right. what happens, what's happening, Dustin, is they just wrap a bungee around the whole mass, you yeah. know, and they're not tight and it just slips. They take a turn. And they slip through that bungee, and the next thing you know, they're rubbing on the deck. Yep. So use two bungees, guys, one for the hydraulic, one for the others. Dustin, we say, not because we just say it, but it is. It's an automatic violation. Yeah. You know, if, if a DOT cop sees that, or you're going through a port, and they see your, your lines rubbing on your deck, I mean, that's a freebie for that. That's the easiest. They see that, and it's just like, oh, they just gave us free money. Absolutely. Yeah. And the thing is... If you're not doing that, you're not doing you know, anything yeah. else. You are probably doing the least of your job. Yep. And that's the guy the cop's looking for, the state yep. patrolman's looking for. If he can't do that, right. you're, you're not doing any of the other inspection. You're yep. just not. Yep. These trucks could be as new as we could get them, but if the driver is not yep. hanging those correctly, yeah. it's a violation. I mean, yep. it amazes me the few minutes Jim and I sit in the car you know, for 15 minutes in the morning and the trucks drive out and it's like, hey, did you know you didn't have tractor lights? Hey, did you know you didn't have a tail light? Hey, slow down going in and out of that dip because you're killing the truck. Mm -hmm. You know, just it's like, oh, my gosh, that it <laughs> seems so redundant. But it makes me wonder, are those people not listening to the podcast? You know, right. that's my guess. Right. And I will say that the new trucks I know will go through like the lights and everything and like check your fluids, I guess. It's like a inspection it'll say on the screen it'll go through everything but you never know if it's wrong so i always tell them like just get out and check everything just make sure turn all your lights on look in the engine bay make sure nothing's leaking because i know the screen will say it's all good on the newer trucks but just make sure it's all good yeah and that's that's a guide to follow is yeah. what that's for it's not checking it it flashes the light to check the light, but there's nothing there even remotely close to check your fluids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It might be able to do the washer fluid, maybe, if our systems are set up that it tells you your washer fluid's low, but that's it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it doesn't, it's not set up to do anything else, if even the washer fluid. So, yeah, you just you got to check those on a daily basis. you got to pop that hood. Yeah. 
Yeah. You just have to do it. That's part of your job. Yeah, that, that switch to do the test, that's to test the lights as you walk around. We just ran into that on last week's podcast. We had a person call and go, hey, I didn't know those lights were out. When I checked the system, it said everything was okay. That system is just right. to flash for you to check the system. Yeah. It doesn't, yeah. it'll flash 50 times. It doesn't know that light's out. Yeah. It's just going through its process. It's so you don't have to go back in the cab of the truck and turn yeah. a different blinker on. Yeah, that's turn, it, yeah. right, Jim? Yeah. 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 It's a nice feature, but you got to get out and look. <laughs> yeah, you still have to look. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I was wondering that because I was on Scooby's podcast that I listened to, Dave, because you said you had a, a snow brush that you drop in and, you know, you can put on the yeah, seat there. Yeah, on the stuff. brake lights. Yeah, sit on the brake lights. And I was wondering, you know, just thinking about it in my head as I was driving back there. So does everybody know how to pull on their brake lights without... Without a snow brush? Ooh, ooh, ooh. I just turn on the jakes. Doesn't that light them up? Usually does. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and then and then the other thing is, is, is what is it lighting? You know what I mean? What, yeah. What, what are yeah. the tricks to that yeah. when you're learning that stuff? Yeah. So, yeah. No doubt. Yeah, and is it something, I mean, you know, when you back in and park in the dark, if you have your four ways on, you can tell on that trailer which side's blinking and which side isn't, you know, if mm-hmm. one's out or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And if you can't, Take your four ways off and turn it on individually. Mm-hmm. You know, same mm-hmm. way with the tractor. There's just yep. that's just being engaged. Yeah, doing your job. That's that's part of your job. And that's, I mean, here we are for three hours talking about it. Yeah. Right, <laughs> just asking people to do their job. That's what you're doing, Dustin. You're asking people to do their job. You know, I had never thought about it until you mentioned it, and it crossed my mind. And I think one of the coolest things, because almost all the night crew is here. At, before four o'clock yeah i mean you guys are amazing about being here ahead of time it's so cool to see but i would love to see each and every one of you guys go out and talk to a driver pick a driver every night and talk to him and go hey you need help with your post trip let's go through this truck we talk about that all the time helping someone go through their post trip or if they're not doing it because you're right if they close the door and walk away Pretty good odds they did not do their post trip. No, I don't need help. I, actually, you do. Right, <laughs> right, Jam. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, Super Dave, be a Boy Scout. Be prepared. You, you know, Dustin, you're trying to help them be successful so they earn money. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, we're trying to help you get in the 401k because it's free money. That's the same thing we're trying to do with the drivers. Mm-hmm. All you need to do is bump your tires. Use your ears, listen for an audible air leak as you're walking around. Use your eyes, look at the lights, make sure they're flashing, blinking, or solid, right? You you know what I mean? These things, and it's a walk around. It is literally less than five minutes a day. You know, we talk about when you dump the load and you go back there to clean off your tailgate. Walk down the driver's side, clean off that gate, walk up the passenger side. Check both sides of that truck. Take the hammer Take the broom and a hammer when you walk back there and bump some tires during the day. Just, you know, look, listen, live, you know, pay attention. It's it's your senses, yeah. you know, so. Dustin, you, uh, you ever check out other company trucks on the road? And do you notice the difference between them and the big, bright, shiny red trucks? <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, I guess it's the mechanic in me now uh-huh. because <laughs> on my way to work every day, I don't know why. When I'm driving, like, next to the semis, I always check their tires. I'm like, that one looks low. That one looks brand new next to it. Why does that one look low? And it's just something in me where, like, I'll be sitting next to them, and I hear air leak. I'm like, 
oh, I want to go fix it, but I, it's, <laughs> I can't. It's not one of ours. That's funny. <laughs> now, you were the only non-driver to compete in a truck rodeo. How, how difficult do you think that course was? It was difficult. I'm not even going to lie. It's a lot different than backing into a spot over here, but yeah. it was it was cool to do just to experience it mm -hmm. because I've – I mean, my dad made it look easy in his long nose. Right. And seeing my, I mean, being with my dad every day and seeing him do it, it's just, you don't realize how hard it is. He's a good driver. Yeah. He makes it look easy. Yep. But. Absolutely. <clears throat> and then there is a rumor that you want to be a JFW driver. Is that true or you want to keep wrenching? Uh, I mean, I'm, I kind of want to do both because right. I love being a mechanic. I don't have to stress about traffic and driving and everything, but mm. being a driver would be cool too because right. I guess you can make more money. And I don't know, it'd be cool like being out there with everybody, mm. being able to drive and experience new things. Right. And I don't know, it'd be cool trucking with my dad, I guess. Mm -hmm. And just seeing him do it for so many years, like – I guess inspires me to be one. I know that's kind of weird for somebody to say. Not at all. But I just think it's really cool. Yeah, it is really cool. Yeah. And honestly, both both professions are great. And either I mean, either way, you're still here at JFW. And, yeah. You know, I guess later down the road when you're a little bit older, you can make that decision. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, all right. <clears throat> I know uh, – I asked you to bring some questions. I think you said you had one. So yeah, I do have one. Okay, um, for Dave, for brother Dave. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's kind of for both of you, I guess. <laughs> oh, man, you don't get off that easy. <laughs> but I've been like wondering and thinking, like, have you guys ever thought about like a tool allowance for us for the mechanics or like huh? because. Yeah, we make our money, but I mean, it would be nice to have an allowance for tools. Yeah, just it doesn't have to even be every month. I was thinking like maybe every six months, give us an amount. How much? I mean, <laughs> if I'm being honest, it would at least five hundred to a thousand every six months. I was thinking. But a tool allowance would be really nice, or even if not that, a boot allowance too would be pretty nice the boots are back because we i mean i bought a pair of red wings three months ago and the toes are already out and i can feel the steel toe moving around in there so we go through boots like no other so don't the red wings have a one-year guarantee i thought that was the purpose yeah. of the red wings i mean i i go through them a lot i mean i would stop that, by a red wing store and show them yeah, yeah i think they do yeah. yeah yeah good questions though it is a good question yeah it's pretty good. They were both writing when you were speaking, so yeah, that's a good. Yeah, sign. the the I was just you know I know Dave was right and I was <laughs> making notes too, but you know we we talk about it in our steering committees and you guys all know that. I mean, Dustin, you don't, but you know, like the safety bonuses for the drivers, we're always looking at trying to keep everybody fair. Mm -hmm. Well, it's kind of hard to give the shop a safety bonus. I mean, you guys are safe. That's that's what we need to do. But how do you? how do you find out that you were safe except for no accidents? So how do you give that to all of you guys as a group? But that would be something that might work for a safety bonus. <coughs> no accidents, no injuries. Yeah. Is a big one. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So, yep. 
Good stuff. Nice. Well, it wasn't in the questions, Dustin, but I got I have a couple more questions for you that I didn't send to Jam. Okay. You know, just got to save some stuff, you know. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, I noticed there's a pretty big flag over there in the in the red shop. Man, yeah. He's gone oh, political. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jam just moved the mic away. The headphones are coming on. The earplugs are going in. He's like, ah, I know where Dave's going. <laughs> no, so I, I'm just curious, man, because it obviously Trump is in the news every freaking day, right? Yeah. And I only know two Trump people, right? Either you love the man or hate the man for some reason, you know. So I, I'm just curious. Why are you such a big Trump supporter? I tend to. I've started asking people that now because I want to know. I want to know what's what's so great about the guy. Uh, I guess is I've been doing my research, and the biggest thing is like inflation and like what he's done for us. I guess what he's done for America, like he's made. I, I don't know how to explain it, like. I don't know another word for like friends with other countries, but he's made like good terms with the countries that didn't like us. And I guess that was really cool. And it made me like him more because I guess you could say he's kind of a, a badass, I guess, <laughs> for doing that. And I don't know. And with our president right now, uh, he just raised the price of everything, and it's really hard to live, I guess, because groceries, going to the grocery store every week, it's like $200 a week for everything, and it's getting tough, and gas is going up. So I guess I like Trump because doing my research and seeing what he's done for us, and since he left, how much it changed. So, Yeah. Well, you can't. You, I mean, you automatically progressed into my second question. So, my my second question was, do you see a problem with today's leaders? You know, not only in the nation but in Colorado as well. I do. I mean, it seems like they're trying to get rid of a lot of the American things because I see that they're trying to ban guns and stuff, and they're trying to push electric cars down our throats now and. I don't know, it's it's just different to me and I don't like it, I guess. And yeah. It's just to me that's un American. So I just don't go with it. Since since you're the youngest one here or or the most recent to graduate <laughs> high school, I'll put it that way. How do you think the majority of the kids in your school feel? They go with the media. I mean yeah. I had my Trump flag on my truck every day, and my truck would, they'd break my mirrors, they would try to tear my flag off, and I, I would ask them, like, do you, why do you do that? And, like, I would ask them, like, why do you go for our president right now? And they just say what the media says. They don't do their research, I guess, so. Yeah. I, I don't want to say everybody's uneducated. But they just don't read into things, and they they're persuaded by the media and what they see on social media. So nice, yeah. Good that answers, yeah. Yeah, that was all I got for my questions, man. That's good answers. Cool, Dustin. You got anything else you want to talk about before we move on to tips and tricks? 
I guess this is a like a little question, but okay, have yeah. you guys always been here, like in this yard? Was this always the main yard, or have you been has JFW been in different places? So two locations, as far as I know, and this is this is our second building at the same location. The parking lot right outside that window, about eight feet away, we had our first building on this lot. We moved here in 77. Prior to that, do you know where the Colorado Auto Auction is at 72nd New York? Right across the street yeah, from yeah, Napa yeah. Warehouse? Yeah. So that used to have a, what, 10-acre lake around yeah, it, Jim? something like that. Day five acre at least. V- right? Very little property, yeah, right? The lake the was lake. the majority of it. And I don't know. How long was Grandpa and Uncle Paul there? I mean... Well before I was born. Well, yeah, our, our, our childhood there. I mean, yeah. I don't know if I can go back to 64 when I was born, but we obviously didn't move until 77. Yeah, I mean, right, it's, the only, so, it's the only place I know. Maybe yeah. three locations if you want to get technical about it. So we rented that from uh, Seacrest, mm-hmm. right? Seacrest owned yeah, the, all that the property. Group, there was a group of gentlemen. And then he, he it. sold it, and it's been the auto oh, auction all since time, day yeah. one. But prior to that, it was just Grandpa's house. Yeah. And, you know, that was over off... 13th in Uenta in Denver. He had a, a garage in the back big enough. He, he would pull in the alley, and he built a garage big enough he could shoehorn his tandem in there. Oh, wow. You know, and it was a two-stall deal. He could fit his tandem and a car in the other side. That was it. <laughs> and I, when I say shoehorned, man, it was shoehorned <laughs> in there, right? But it was, it was inside, and if he had another truck, Uncle Paul would park outside. You know, yeah, that his, was his son, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was it, so... Yeah, I guess three locations all together over all these years. Yeah, and we kind of yeah. base that, Dustin. We don't know. I mean, Mom tried to remember, and, and obviously we don't. But as far as our start date, we just have an old picture with a date on it of 1935 with his tandem sitting out outside of the house. And so that's that's our date that we go by. And it's that his we birthday, started. July 5th. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and, and our grandfather's birthday. And so, we're, you know, we didn't have like, oh, he did buy a truck in 1932 <laughs> on December 12th. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. just yeah, don't have that information. So we, we go by that picture. That's our, huh. that's our holy grail. <laughs> yeah. That's new information for me. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. Good question. Yeah. Anything else? Yeah, one more question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, He's I got a lot it. of questions for no questions. <laughs> right. Have you guys always been the color red? Or what made you what made you choose the color red? Well <laughs> What did make us choose the color red? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dad was originally it started he had coral red. And I think that was a Ford color at some point, right? Exactly. That was coral. on the majority of the tandems and the one or two tractors we had at the time. Then when he grew by five trucks in 1984, he bought, they were all white tractors. That was just like the, the ch- option. Yeah, well, it was mm-hmm. the cheapest. Right, right. right. Still and white. he So he added like a silver and, and red stripe to them. So we kind of had a two-color fleet then. And then from there, as we grew over time, we thought it was cool to be a different color. And, you know, as the more Jim and I took over and the Fords went away, the Peterbilts came in, we wanted the same truck but to be a different color. So we purposely like, oh, we're earning five trucks. Here's a here's a blue one. Here's a red one. Here's a white one. Here's a beige one. Here's You know what I mean? And yeah. at a certain point, you run out of colors. <laughs> and we just always liked red. And then uh, I think kind of what capped it for us is, I guess, I mean, I'm putting words in your mouth, but I think when we bought all the Beelmans, that kind of almost gave us half the fleet as red mm-hmm. when we bought the used Beelman trucks. And we just kind of looked at each other like, it's time to have a color. Yeah. You know, and I think we just kind of settled on red. 
So yeah, and you, I mean, not that we <laughs> talked about it, but blue. I mean, obviously, yeah, that blue's was, taken, right? Yeah. And and we know Bechtel was green, and there was some other colors, and red wasn't just out there. There was yeah. some maroon. Stars and stripes were maroon for a while, and, and so many people were white. Yeah, already, uh-huh. right? So yeah, it was time to pick a color. And there's nothing like red when it's clean. Yeah. I mean, there's just, it is just, it pops. You know, it's funny because I've never been uh, a red guy. Mm -hmm. And then the Jeep was red and I really started liking it. And now the the Ram's red. And (laughs) yeah, I mean, it's definitely grown on me. And I do really like the red. I I just love the fact we're one color. Yeah. You know what I mean? You see red, it's us, right? It's a service truck. It's the... I love the unity of it. You yeah. know, it's that team. You know the team is there, yep. right? I mean, it isn't some one-off color. It's the team. Like, it's funny because when you see our red out there and right away you do think it is, is us and then you get a better look, oh, that's not a JFW truck. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah, because yeah. they usually are. We're everywhere. <laughs> right? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. You got to have one more. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> If you come up with another one, you could ask it at any time. Chime in. Okay. Yep. All right. <clears throat> Tips and tricks from Ray Davis, knowing your end dump trailer. We have a few different types of end dumps. The first thing to do is a good pre-trip, just like Dustin was saying. Before you leave the yard, you should know how to open the gate, right? So <clears throat> you don't want to be out on the job site trying to figure out how to open the tailgate because some of them open differently. Does it have a gym pole valve? Does it have a one-valve system or a two-valve system to open that and dump the air? There are many different ways to just open the gate. Always check them if you're not familiar with that trailer. Also, make sure your trailer lifts off the saddle. Good time to make sure your trailer is going to go up in the air before you leave the yard. Make sure your topper is working and rolled in before you leave the yard. And also, every time you go to the pit, so you know you'll be able to get loaded. And just to drill into that a little bit, sometimes you'll see guys driving with their tarp shut, right? Then they get to the pit and their tarp won't open, okay? Well, now what are you going to do? You can't even get your load. You know, if you were hauling three-quarter rock down the hill and you weren't tarped, I mean, we're, we're okay with that to get you down mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. versus driving all the way up there and not even be able to get a load, right? But ultimately, check that before you leave the yard in the morning because if anything of these things aren't working, it's easy for us to fix before you leave versus having to make a service call. Sometimes a switch of the lever could even be installed backwards. <clears throat> so you want to make sure you know how to use that. When backing up to dump, make sure you don't back into a pile and tear your mud flaps off. I have been here for three and a half years and have never ripped off a mud flap. Good job, Ray. I'm, because I'm careful not to back my trailer into the pile. When going to dump, you don't need to rev your engine up all the way to the top. Stop at the last stage and let it idle to the top. Hope everyone's having a great week. Much love and much love always. Ray Ray, 0012. He put 0013. He's determined to drive <laughs> 0013. <laughs> so I had to change oh, it to Ray. his actual That's truck funny, number. man. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's funny, Jim. He, he is absolutely right on the, on the whole deal here. You know, but I always like to run with my tarp closed all the time you know or out mm-hmm. you know just because then if you you know something happens and you're empty and you break a windshield you're fully tarped 
You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. always tarped. It always looks like it's tarped. Uh-huh. But that, I mean, th- that's a great point. And I, I know we tell people that because no matter what, if it's if it's open, you can get loaded. Right. We can figure that out. You can haul, you know, a couple less tons. We can haul rock. We can do whatever, yeah. ever, you know. Gr- great points, you know. And then him about the mud flap, it, it is so funny that you're just, you're pushing you know, it's it's usually when you've you've ripped off a mud flap, you're like, I'm trying to get up to the bin, or I'm trying to get backed up, or I'm you know I'm swinging around blindside or whatever, and you back over that pile or back into that pile, and you pop that mud flap off, and you know, he he's right. You don't you should never rip a mud flap off. Right, it just shouldn't happen. I know I know we've had stories of st- mud, you know, tire sink, something like that grabs a mud flap. That's a different situation. Right, but yeah. Yeah, Good. and if you do rip one off, you should only do it one time because after you have to change it, yeah, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people learn pretty quick. Like, oh, I don't have to do that again. Yeah, and I, I think I'm I'm wrong here now. I guess you guys will have to correct me too. That's driven more of the the newer trucks, or if we've gotten consistent. But the couple of times I've jumped in, I've made sure I could engage the PTO, like how that truck worked. How to engage the PTO. Yeah, and I think it was like the Freightliners, you had to have in gear and then take out a gear, you know, and I think that's not right anymore. It doesn't do that no matter what. Jim, we're actually switching the new trucks to that. So I would tell you all the last Pete's that we just got are like that, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. Yeah, you have to have it in gear, put the PTO in. yes put it back in neutral and your pto works correct okay mm-hmm. so that if i was a guy changing trucks that's something else i would do yeah. is go hey can i get the bed up and i know you mentioned it you know come out of the saddles but right. that's the part he's talking about is the pto how how do i engage the pto yeah so yep. very cool soup you want to hit us with that high road hauling yeah i got a good high road hauling this week um I think everybody, as they're younger, Dustin, you're 19, so this high road hauling is kind of up your in your wheelhouse, I guess. But um, you wonder what it's like to get old. You ever wonder that? Yeah, I always did. <clears throat> as <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> I mean, just because your your mind is is all good, but your body's saying absolutely, it ain't easy, not. dude. Absolutely. <laughs> Sorry, super not. No, no, that's cool. <laughs> As we get older, we understand there are many thoughts we had when we were younger that have either come true or not come true. Will I become rich? Will I marry? Will I live a long life? Or will I have to endure a terrible tragedy? When we take the time to talk to an elder and glean their life stories, it will give us insight into our own lives. How will I age? What will it be like? Does it feel like what does it feel like to be 60 or 70 years old? Here are some personal insights that we've compiled from people who have been kind enough to offer advice. Number one, in your 30s, 40s, or 50s, it won't feel like it. Adults are just older children. When you get older, you won't feel as old as you imagine you will. For the most part, you still feel exactly the same way you feel right now, just a little wiser and more confident. You've had time to establish your place in the world and figure out what's important to you. So don't fear growing up or growing old. Look forward to it. It's awesome. Except for the aches and pains, right? (laughs) (laughs) So true, super. Yeah. But, you know, you do think the same. You know, you feel, I feel the same, you know, as I did when I was your age. You're just old. (laughs) 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 Number two. (coughs) Bat. (laughs) 
You got the jammies. Choke. You're old, Jim. Um, <laughs> two, this one's kind of on the dark side of things, but it's very true. Bad things will happen to you and your friends. Part of living and growing up is experiencing unexpected troubles in life. People lose jobs, get in car accidents, and sometimes die. When you're younger and things are going pretty well, this harsh reality can be hard to visualize. The smartest and oftentimes hardest thing we can do in these kinds of situations is to be tempered in our reactions and to remember that tragedies are rarely as bad as they seem. And even when they are, they give us opportunity to grow stronger. Three, everyone can make a significant difference. Making one, per smile, one person smile can change the world. Maybe not the whole world, but their world. So start small, start now, be patient, be present, be kind. Four, first impressions aren't all they're cracked up to be. The 10th, 20th, or even 50th impression is when you start to truly understand someone else for who they truly are. Pay attention to their ha habits and rituals. We are habitually what we do. And Jam, you say that all the time, and it's so true. Yep. Five, love yourself. Be the, become the best version of you. Strive to be the you you want to be. Nourish your mind and body. Don't stop learning. Educate yourself every day until you die. Study, read, devour new ideas. Engage with people, including those who think differently. Ask questions, listen, and don't grow, uh, don't just grow in knowledge. Be a big, be a, be a person who gives back to. Six, most of the time you have to go for it again and again. Put your uncertainty and fears aside for a second and ask yourself this. If I try it and I don't get it right the first time, what will I have lost? And what will I have gained? The answer is you will have lost nothing but a little bit of your time while gaining an important lesson that will help you get, get it right the second or third time. Seven, we tend to get more when we give. Make positive contributions to other people it's one of life's greatest rewards. Almost everything you do comes back around in some way. Let your actions create positive ripples in your life. Eight, keep having fun. Fun is way underrated. With all of life's responsibilities, fun will sometimes seem like an indulgence. And it should be. It should be a requirement. I'm sorry, it shouldn't be an indulgence. It should be a requirement. Make time for fun and casual play. Schedule it until the day you die. Nine, keep it simple. There is a world of magnificence hidden in simplicity. Identify the five most important things in your life now and focus on those things in your free time. Let the other stuff go. Stop the senseless busyness most people fill their lives with so you can enjoy what's truly important to you. And last, uh, not much is worth fighting about today. If you can avoid it, don't fight. Step back from arguments with your spouse, family members, neighbors, or anyone. When you feel anger surging up and you want to tell, yell that vulgar remark on the tip of your tongue, just close your mouth and take a break. Sleep on it. Give yourself space. Let calmness be your superpower. And then revisit that situation if you must. If you don't have to be you don't have to be right or win an argument and very often the end result of an argument is just a hollow and empty feeling from the damage done
And the quote this week, uh, life isn't about finding yourself. Life is about creating yourself by George Bernard Shaw. So there's some ah, good points. Good one. Getting yeah. That is a good one. <laughs> Still doesn't hate, help the aches and pains, though. Sure <laughs> doesn't, Jim. Yeah, I just, I just posted that half my time in the gym is spent doing rehabilitation exercises <laughs> for injuries. <laughs> or, or warming up so you don't get hurt, <laughs> right? Yeah, my warm-up is a good 20 minutes. And yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. The weights are a very small part of my time at the gym. <laughs> yeah, the, the little bit of weights I do every day. It's like okay, the first movement, nice and slow. Like don't pull nothing. You know. Yeah. Why are you Why are you curling the twenties? Because I don't want to hurt myself. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe we'll get to the twenty fives. Uh, <clears throat> appreciate the high road hauling suit. Final thoughts, everybody. Dustin, you got any final thoughts? Mm-mm. No. <laughs> I just want to read a, a text I got during the deal here from Chris Beam. And last week we kind of screwed up and uh, we announced his anniversary, but we didn't make a very big deal out of it. So mm. Chris on air, Jim and I both apologize. It was your 10th anniversary last week. We usually make that a big deal. We give those people a thousand dollars in addition to their jacket mm-hmm. and we just kind of blew it. We his, just... his jacket was about a thousand dollars. But it's not the same as cash in hand. No. So anyway, we took care of it later. You know, Jim nice. Jim got him the money and stuff. So uh, Chris just said, this is his words here. Podcast day snuck up on me. I wanted to send this earlier, but I wanted to give a shout out to you and Jim and the entire JFW family for having me around for 10 years and making each year better between equipment and benefits and, of course, the pocketbook. LOL. But seriously, thank you. Hopefully you see this for today's podcast if not, I'm sorry. So, Chris, Jim, nice. and I apologize. I know we said it in text and and to you that we missed that last week. Ten years is a big deal here, and we kind of failed at that. So I'm I'm glad we were able to get it taken care of, and glad you still got our back because we still got yours. So thanks a lot. Easy to miss when we don't do ten years quite often, and then probably the last ten years we were still having safety meetings. Right. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, where it was a, so. a planned deal. Yeah. 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 I ran across a, a little clip the other day, and I'm pretty sure it's from the the movie, and I don't know which one, but Kung Fu Panda, the, <laughs> the, the little series of Kung Fu Panda, and it's one of the the turtle giving the giving him advice, you know, and he kind of does it in a in an Asian accent there, but the the words were so true to me, but uh, the the turtle's giving him that uh, yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. Today is a gift. That's the reason they call it a present. Mm. And I was like, you know, today is the the present. You yep. know, and it and as we you know as we do this the podcast, you know, you, my uh, my vacation. It was one of the the few I've recently taken with Holly, just me and Holly. And you know, she's you know even though she's making me put away shopping carts you know she she's a gift and that and that's the present you know having you guys and and the business that's that's a present that's a gift so i just want to thank everybody and and tell everybody i I truly truly recognize the present as being today nice that is cool soup yeah i'd like to tie in a little bit to that advice topic we hit on a little bit earlier 
Um, and I told my little story about being in the Sistine Chapel, but I know that wasn't advice. She was giving me an order, but that was cool. <laughs> but please learn to take advice positively. Um, mm-hmm. Use it for what it is worth. If you don't want to, that's fine, but say thank you anyway. Um, but it could be useful to you and something that you could learn from. Um, but either way, take it with a positive grain of salt and uh, don't just shout out a negative reply. Like that. All right, everybody. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Channel 23 podcast. Hit that follow button. Also, don't forget to go back and listen to episode 72 and help find Amber's mom. Links to her story will be in the description of today's podcast as well. Let's say the creed and get on out of here. All right. Sounds good. Ready? Dustin, you need a copy? You don't know it by heart? No. I don't even know it by heart, Jim. Don't give him a hard time. Sometimes I think I do and I screw it up. Right. It's out of order. Yeah. 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 Uh, I do, but only when I'm sitting in the training center (laughs) with an application in front of me. The pressure's on when there's a mic in front of you. Yeah. There we go. Exactly. Yeah. Together Together we face and overcome all that stands before us. Together we are accident free. Together we joyfully create honest value for those we serve. Together we celebrate our differences and respect those with whom we work. Together we are accountable for our words and our actions. Together we are the JFW family. Woohoo! Thanks everybody. Have a great week. see those big bright shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road those big bright shiny red trucks just a looking for another load well it's a family tradition any rocky mountain day our fathers before us showed us the way we work for asphalt cowboys and concrete kings but that's never been a problem because we got diesel in our veins we've got diesel in our veins i see those big bright shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road those big bright shiny red trucks just looking for another load There's a couple million tons to move I see them everywhere So you best get out their way And watch that sand and gravel disappear There's another run to make We gotta get it there on time And we got what it takes To lay it all out on the line We'll lay it all out on the line I see those Big bright shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big bright shiny red trucks just looking for another load. Those big bright shiny red trucks got the best drivers in town. They got all the tools they need to keep that hammer down. When they hit them scales, they won't need to dodge them, won't need to duck them. They just keep that hammer down And they keep that diesel trucking Keep that hammer down And keep that diesel trucking I see 
big bright shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big bright shiny red trucks just a looking for another load. They just keep them doors a closed, keep them butts in their seats. Cause those customers are calling and those red trucks can't be beat. They've gotta put the hammer down and pick up another load. Get it off the ground, keep them eyes open and on the road. Keep them eyes open on the road. I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just looking for another load. Breaker, Breaker 23, anybody got a copy on that Channel 23 podcast? Welcome and thanks for listening.